0: From what I've seen of their records, the only thing they do contribute is mayhem and chaos. No, I'm chaos and he's mayhem. We're a double act. Hello, world! This is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show. Thank you for subscribing to the show wherever you get your podcasts, and also on YouTube, where you can watch full video of the episodes every single Monday. And thank you for following the show on the socials, Instagram, TikTok, and again, YouTube at Cape Pod. We very much appreciate it. And of course, links in the description down below, so easy access if you're listening or watching for the first time. Get on it, because we have fun on this show. And the universe is expanding. Very much so. That's right. Cape now has more characters than Star Wars. Joining me, making his debut (laughs) on the show. I'm not even kidding. You know. You know all the people who haven't even been on yet. That's the the best part. It's coming. Yeah. Oh, it's (laughs) it's coming. I'm only slightly exaggerating about the Star Wars thing. Uh, Joining me as my guest in studio today, please welcome... I mean, how should, should I introduce you as You Go Boy? You Go I'm Boy say, is perfect. You Go it's Boy. Perfect. All right, there we go. Because I'm like, we actually didn't go over that. We don't, <laughs> that requires yeah. prep and planning and some degree of professionalism. That's, that's, that's not. That's really not my brand. That's, that's not your thing. No, it's, not it's at all. I'm man. just like, wait, what are we doing again? Who are you? Do, do I say your like your legal name? What do we do? We did not cook this. I just I, ten years. I don't know what I'm doing yet. You'll, you'll it's get crazy. There. I will, you'll, one you'll of you'll these days. There. Well, you'll listen. There. You know, it's like what was that video about uh, the great Al Pacino saying eighty three performances before he finally realized he got this one monologue. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. So meanwhile, I've done two hundred shows. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, and also making his debut off camera and off mic, so he's going to have to shout a hello at everybody. Uh, a new member coming to the fold. Uh, a new member of the shared universe. Connor will be our engineer today. Give us a shout. Just a, hello. There we go. So, dog. so hopefully, that if, if you hear, I'm going to jack up the volume by like 12 dB just so everybody's just like, oh, that's what he sounds like. Um, he'll be, yeah. And don't, now, the engineer, this is another thing that I realize is different. So,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, the Yugo Boy podcast is uh, done at Bravery Studios. We've done a handful of episodes of Cape there so far, and we'll continue to bounce it between there and a shared universe and a couple of our other venues because I'm a free agent. But, um, <laughs> Different kind of a uh, dynamic in as much as like the engineers in the room, which yeah. is why the, the chaos ensues oh, on yeah, this show sure, because sure, they're not sure. separated by glass.
1: Yeah, there's no buffer. No, not at all. So that's
0: how like it just ends up being very reaction. So, Connor, feel free to laugh or anything like that. Whatever's going on. Don't worry about like being an engineer. I'm not uptight, dude. You guys don't. better be funny, man. Oh, well, okay. yeah. Oh, wow. That's, it, a, that's, a, that's a directive. That's a directive. You like better it. be funny. <laughs> I guess. I mean, now there's something to live up to. Well, he didn't even know who I was before he walked in, so the bar is, like, ankle high. It's like an Arby's commercial. <laughs> you got the beats, Dump, 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 dump! We got the laughs! Um. So, yeah. Well, if he's not laughing, then we'll know. Like, well, this yeah, this well, show no, sucks. Um, yeah. like, <laughs> Ming, you don't pay me enough for this bullshit. I'm out of here. Um. So, anyway, yeah. You Go Boy Podcast, you can check out. Uh, link down below. Yes, I sir. was on last week's episode. So, you can check out uh, episode 19. Yes. That strong. link, whether you're listening or watching the show, that link will be in the episode description down below. So you can mm-hmm. go right over there and uh, check that out. We He, he tried to interview me. And as usual, oh, my God.
1: Editing was so fun.
0: Was it? Editing was so
1: fun. CapCut. Thank you, well, there, Cap-cut. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's fun. And, and not because the guest <laughs> was fun. No, no. It's not
0: about that. It's just like this is going to be a drain. How many times am I going to? Uh, no. But it went well. Uh, so. Shout out to Marvin Perdomo. So we did a panel back in – I'll put a link to that as well down below because it's – if you ask me, it's an evergreen conversation. Yeah, it's – yeah. So So. Marvin from uh, Bravery Studios invited us to do a Zoom panel back in December debating whether or not Die Hard was a Christmas movie. And – Hugo and I said yes. Of course. 100%. That it absolutely is. It literally uh, takes
1: place on Christmas. <laughs> the entire movie happens on Christmas <laughs> like,
0: Eve, and if it wraps up after midnight, Christmas Day. So, like, uh, I don't care if you're watching it in June. It's the dumbest debate ever. I heard. don't... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if you're... If you're... After you're watching... Like, we put you in the mood for Die Hard, and you're watching this, you're just like, it's the middle of May, I could give a shit. I'm going to watch Die Hard. Yeah. Go ahead. It's fine. But it's it still qualifies as a Christmas film, because... That's literally my opening argument for the whole yeah. thing. Um, yeah. I mean, how, how could it not be? But being big movie nerds, uh, mm-hmm. Marv invited us to be part of this panel, uh, which was a lot of fun. So that's actually how we got introduced because mm-hmm. as much as I referred to the Capes shared universe contingent as uh, the Juvenile League, mm-hmm. Marv is like the Nick Fury of the Bravery Studios yeah, Avengers. yeah. And kind of assembled uh, you and I and and Jason, who will be on the show shortly. That'll be an interesting debut. But more on that later. (laughs) Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, you did. Oh, you're going to be at the studio that night. You're on Jason's show. I I
1: think I might be. Yeah, I think you're going to have to stick around. Yeah, I'm going to. I'll stick around for that. I'll I'll clear my schedule for you
0: guys. Okay. It'll it'll be uh, trust me. It'll be time well spent. It's going to be a good one. I don't know if it will be announced by the time this goes out. We're doing this well in advance. Mm -hmm. But um, it's the Memorial Day show is going to be a good one. I'll say that. So stay tuned, viewers and listeners. But anyway, uh, so Marvin uh, assembled us because we're film nerds. And he mm-hmm. is like, uh, we want to have this debate, you guys down. And we all just hit it off. Fast forward to January and we all went out for sushi together. Mm-hmm. And we all knew we were going to get along just from doing the Zoom. Oh, yeah, you know? Sure. So when, once sure, we all sure. got in a room together, it was just like, oh, this is great. And just hit it off completely. So much so that thanks to, well, yeah, basically thanks to Marvin, I'm going to say. Ugo ended up being uh, cast in the short film, which by the time this goes out, and sorry for continuing to say that, but you know we're d- this is what happens when you try to do stuff in advance. Uh, there is a teaser for this little short film called The Out that I'm I wrote high, high for and it. directed and co-starred in, and you were the other star, and it's just the two of us. Yeah. So now here's the thing with this. Uh, we won't get too much into it. We did touch on it on a Ugo show, but yeah. – we don't know when everyone's going to see it. So I don't want to oversell it. And that's why it's just a little kind of behind the scenes teaser out right now because yeah. I'm submitting it. Once it's completely cut, it will be submitted to film festivals and things like that. And they have rules for submissions when it comes to premieres and availability of you know making it online, places like YouTube and things like that. There are rules for that stuff. So I don't want to oversell it and then just be like coming soon and not knowing when. Like right. you may not see it till the fall. I don't know because a lot of film festivals are happening in like September, October. So we'll see what happens. So I'm not trying to put too much out there and get people excited for something, and then be like, "Whatever happened to that thing you did?" It's like, ah, oh, it's coming. But we did it, and uh, it's, it's, fun. It, it's it's one fun. of those things that fun. oh, it was mm-hmm. it, it was a lot of fun and shot it in a day. So who does 14 pages in a day? Nobody. I defa- <laughs> I don't know if any. I mean, somebody has. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Like. I, I can't act like I know that it's never been done before. Like I said, we broke new ground, but like, it's a lot. <laughs> it was yeah, a lot. Yeah. We planned for two days. We did it in a day, Yeah, which yeah. is pretty wild. But um, anyway, so that's uh, forthcoming. But all that to say, yes, this was going somewhere. It's one of those things where, and I talked about it when Marvin was on the show back in Cape 219, but Marvin basically found me... Because he was keeping an eye on a shared universe and what Megan and Mike were up to here with building his podcast studio and kind of looking at them as a reference point.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, it is one of those things where – and I've been saying it for years since I was doing my old show with my friends – that you never know who's watching. You never know who's listening. You never know how far things are going to reach. Yeah. And totally, totally. that is – that's the truth. Like because Marvin was kind of keeping an eye on me and he and I finally connected later in the year last year, even though I was following him back. And, you know, just kind of keep an eye. And I'm like, wait a minute. This dude's 10 minutes from me. Like, I did not know about that. He thought I was down in Cape May, though. I guess he thought, Cape? That must be like a Cape May kind of cocktail. <laughs> like, There's no way this dude's going to come up to North Jersey. <laughs> Meanwhile, not so much. But it's it's one of those um, moments where you look at it just like, oh, OK, yeah, this this reaches somewhere. You don't know who's watching. You don't know who's listening. You don't know who you're making an impression on. And because of that, aside from this entire community that I've been well embraced – you know, by the Bravery Studios community, and it's very much a community. It's one of the things I love about it, because it's like a shared universe in here. That yeah, no, totally. We, it's a it's a creative uh, commune, so to speak.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, it's a perfect word for it. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it really
0: is. And the idea that you know, because I was doing something, I was then invited into like this other world, and we all hit it off, and now everybody's doing each other's shows, and we're collaborating on short films, and you know, other things yeah. to come. Uh, a live event. Mm-hmm. Which unfortunately will pass by the time this goes out. But uh, you know, yeah. we're doing a live that, show in that, front that, of an that's,
1: audience. That's gonna be fun. That's um, gonna be a lot of fun. I've been, I've
0: been. That's gonna come out. If, that for a while. If, if that's, I don't know if that's gonna be available. It's not mine. It's the studio's. Um, I've offered to distribute it though, because there will be an audio. There may we don't know about video yet, but there may be audio. So I'll I've, definitely vlog. <laughs> oh, without a doubt, yeah. <laughs> I vlog everything. Follow. So <laughs> you go, go boy. you go, boy, 88, boy 88 on all yes. platforms. And, that's uh, right.
1: they will be a. will be one thousand percent. There'll be a vlog. Vlog time. Vlog time.
0: <laughs> I love it. It's like your catchphrase. It's like me opening the show with "Hello world." See, we all got our stuff. You have to have your thing. You you have. To. You have to. Mine's is
1: Yahtzee. That's um, right, That's one of
0: your phrases. You, you go, boy. Uh, the billion drops. We do drops. Oh, they do drops on, like crazy on the show. <laughs> on the You Go Boy, plan, and I was guys. giving you a hard time about it. Which no, is, uh, it, like, this guest a, is an it, asshole. It's but. okay. It's all right. It's, <laughs> it's going to happen regardless. I, you know what's funny? So, I, when we were doing the shows, when we were doing the show remote, I did have drops uh, programmed into my mixer. It okay. actually came with like applause, like a like a rim shot and stuff like that. Oh, so, my so God. I did play with a rim that. shot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did play with that a couple of times on Zoom, and you could program in other stuff. So I was going to grab like quotes from um, different. Different things I, I like. I was like, that'd be a really funny drop. That'd be a funny quote. But when we got back in studio, I'm like, we have to have a dedicated person to sit there and do drops.
1: No, every time I because... think of
0: rim shots,
1: I, uh, well, I, I love the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. On oh, Amazon same. Prime. Oh, my God. That's a great such, show. Uh, such a great show. Uh, so bummed that this is the last season, but every time there's a rim shot, I don't
0: know why that tickles me, but <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just funny. It's, it, is. it is. It is. Like, I just, <laughs> It's, it's even better, like, you ever go mm-hmm. see somebody, like, perform live and it's, like, maybe the singer makes a joke or something like that and the drummer will just hit one. Just it, out it of it nowhere. It a laugh. Yeah. Out of nowhere.
1: It's, like, perfect. It's, it's automatic.
0: We all know it. It's a universal reference point, mm-hmm. the rim shot. There's a reason. Everybody knows it because it's just – it's funny. <laughs> and it works. Doo-doo. Like, it just works perfectly. <laughs> it's a I love fun. it. So anyway, uh, well, a lot to talk about because you, like me, are a creative multi-hyphenate. Oh, my God. Yes. A, um, as my first therapist years ago, uh, mm-hmm. I guess you could say diagnosed me, classified me as whatever. Um, that's an interesting. Hyper creative. OK. which I, was I a... like that.
1: that. That works. I'll take that.
0: At, same. Well, mm-hmm. that's it. I took it as a compliment. And she, frankly, she meant it as one because mm-hmm. she said you have so many ideas and so many different things you do that it makes sense for you to do a lot of things because it's more likely one of them is going to get traction somewhere. Yeah. Like you're yeah. more likely to have something take off just by the fact that you're not just solely invested in doing one thing. Yeah. You do all these different things. So it's worthwhile for you to pursue all these interests. And if you have these ideas, like kind of see them through, cause you don't know what's going to take off. Mm-hmm. And we don't. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You really don't.
1: I mean, when I was doing, when I was uh, working on a movie with you, I, at that time that that took me up to five things at once
2: mm.
1: um five hats uh, my mom had counted it out for me <laughs> she's like he's he's busy yeah and I was like yeah I mean i um being a creative is 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 a gift it's a gift and it's a curse totally one thousand percent So it's like when i meet when you meet another creative there's levels to that as well like mm-hmm. you you'll meet somebody that's like a casual creative that like yeah I, I do a lot of stuff but I don't you know I just do my job and Right. You know, I just do it on side. Then you meet somebody that is like in it, you know, they, they put their, they put their resources behind it. They put money behind it. They right. put their time behind it. They put their energy behind it because no, no, no. I, I have to do this because I have to get this out and this is exactly. going somewhere. Exactly. I don't know when, I don't know where, cause it's not up to me, but right. it's going and it's just going. This is just your life's work. So yeah. when I met you, I, I, I instantly, instantly recognized that with you and, um, same with Marv. 1,000% with Marv. Totally. Um, you know, I just knew him initially as just the owner of the space. Right. And just there's so much more to that that's like, That's so diminishing to just say, like, yeah, yeah. he owns a podcast. He, yeah, studio. he owns and runs a podcast studio. No, <laughs> there's is, so much more going on. Yeah, that that's, that's so... Surface level of what he's got going on right. over there. So um, – but, well, but but no, hyper-creative. hyper, hyper uh, creative. What the, That's what it's called? Yeah, it was hyper-creative, hyper-creative was what you yeah, said. that's yeah. – that's, 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 that, that, I'm like, that, that works. That's spot on right
0: there. And, and it's also one of those things because your your journey has kind of been in, in various areas and continues to be. As you yeah. said, you're doing five things at once. Yeah. It's one of those things where it took me a long time to find people who even got that. Right. And it's something I still – it's not that I'm seeking it out, but it's something that I like to find other people of that mind because there are so many people, like you said, who may be casually creative yeah. or who have like ambitions to a degree. We talked a little bit about, you know, the, the first podcast I do with my friends on your show. And it's one of those things where like people aren't just, like they like doing it, but they're not driven to do it. Whereas for me, it's that's just how I'm wired. Like I need to do these things because I need to get them out of me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a matter of like it's not that I don't want to build them into something. It's not that I don't want to have it be a career move. Or have it be how I make my living. That's obviously one of the ambitions, but like, I just, I have no choice but to yeah. do this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that. yeah. It's one of those things where like, I just, because it's in me, I have to do it. I mean, it, it's, it's a very, it's, none of these things we do are noble pursuits. They are very selfish pursuits.
1: Yeah. I mean, to, to, to an extent, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, I used to kind of look at it that way mm-hmm. of like, it's about me, me, me. Like, Oh my God! How self-absorbed can I be? Look at me! You know, ain't I know? cute? Like, look at That's me! the game. Like, look, look at me! Look at me! Hey, I'm doing stuff. Like, uh, but I um, I don't really look at it like that anymore. Okay. Um And it's funny. Like, when I stopped looking at it that way, is when I began getting the most traction and the most movement with anything, mm-hmm. a, a, like at any point in my life. Right. Like, right. so because I look at my life's work, whether it's music, whether it's podcasting, whether it's content creation, whether it's um, acting, whether whatever it is, these are abilities. These are gifts. These are these are um, th- these are just things and, and objects and, and and journeys within standalone movies. Right, kind of like e- each one is a standalone movie. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're a director and you make a movie and only you like it and you, and no one ever sees it, you that's fine. That's cool. That's right. great. But the flip side to that is you make stuff to share. And yes. once you put it out there, you kind of let it go, so you can move on to the next thing, and it's not yours anymore. Exactly. And I'm fine with. And I'm I I wrestled with that for so long, hmm. for so long, and I'm I'm not in that place anymore. I'm not in that space anymore. I I, I love to create and. You know, you were joking about the v- the, v- logs, the vlogs, the um, vlogs, and I love doing them because yeah, this is a day in the life. Like yeah, I, I, okay, so I did five wizard games in five nights, <laughs> and it's a blur after a while. But right. each and every game or each and every night is a, is is a, is another episode of of this this the story you, of you go boy Ugo story boy. Exactly. going on and and I'm fine with letting people know that and it's not about like hey look what I'm doing that's that's not really what it is it's like this is what I did if you like it cool mm-hmm. but I'm already on to like probably three other things right <laughs> after that <laughs> but I do st- I still I still make time to you know admire it and be like yeah okay that that, that game was pretty cool or totally this 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 video shoot was cool or this movie set was cool or this podcast shoot was was cool you know so not that's where
0: I'm at with it. And admittedly, like, that—that that is my cynical answer. It's just like, well, we do this for ourselves kind of thing. But the truth is, even when it comes to this show, it's just like, look, we're just here to make it laugh. We're here to entertain. Um, even one of the taglines is just like, you know, Mondays don't have to suck. You know, you, you have, have <laughs> Kate like to look forward I to. I like that. I mean, it's the truth. Like, one of the reasons why the – not YouTube, which, by the way, so if you do subscribe, the, the video episodes are going to go up at noon. This is something I haven't addressed in previous weeks. But if you're looking, um, the audio – on the podcast feeds, the audio goes out at 6 a.m., and the videos go out at noon because if you put a video on YouTube at 6 a.m., like it's just not going to get any views. Whereas <laughs> noon is a common time frame when videos, when people are on YouTube and when it gets, you know, pushed and all of that. 6 a.m. doesn't sure. work. But the reason the audio goes out at 6 a.m. is because it was going out at 8 a.m. just arbitrarily mm-hmm. for a while. But then last year, I, I had a bunch of listeners reach out to me, just like I like having the show, like while well, I'm, I'm like, commuting to work or something like that, and like I'm either there at eight or you know I'm I'm already on the road or something. So like if the show's there in the morning, I would love to listen to it. First thing Monday. I'm like, all right, I'll move it up to 6 a.m. when like, why not? Yeah. So it honestly is, it is putting something out there to make people laugh and to entertain people. So yeah. I'm not it's, I don't completely it's, look it's at it as it does, serve a, yeah.
1: it does serve a purpose.
0: Yeah, there is there is a larger thing to it. And that yeah, we want to make it you know, this show is here to make you laugh, you know, by and large. Perhaps make you think that's not the goal, because we'll let you down. But in general, just want to put up some entertainment without some agenda, you yeah. know, make you yeah, laugh totally. just to do that. You know, there's no, there's no angle to show us. No, ag- the agenda is to make you laugh. We're not That's Wayne's
1: it. world yet with like <laughs> what? Newprint. Yeah, exactly. Pepsi.
0: I can't say. Yeah. Not yet. I wish they would send us, some, you know, Liquid Death could send us some stuff because they could spare it. Like hiring Travis Barker to do fake enema kit ads. I mean, come on. It's coming. We'll, I got that video we'll, we'll, today. We'll, we'll both sell out at some point. It's all right. Dude, that's why it's my Instagram <laughs> handle. That's why it's my Instagram handle. Just the fact I got Instagram in the first place. I was like, here I go, selling out. This is it. Made fun of Instagram on the old show for like at least a solid year. I'm just like, it's pictures of coffee, which is all it was, circa 2013. Oh, oh yeah. Pictures of people's lunch. And it's not that anymore. What was dr- no, not at all. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Now, And that's one of the things I think of because – now, let's, let's get into you a little bit. As yeah, much sure. as we can obviously – Rift. Yeah. Sure. Go on yeah. and on. No. Sure. Um so your was music your first creative pursuit overall? Was that the first thing you felt compelled to do creatively? Oh no, no. no. Okay. My,
1: my my first thing was stand up comedy. I wanted mm. to be Eddie Murphy.
0: Well. I love it. Like, still do. Still still do. We he, still want to be stars on that level. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. It doesn't felt... happen anymore, but we want to.
1: I, I fell in love with uh Coming to America in Forty Eight Hours and mm. um and um Eddie Murphy Raw and uh, all, all that stuff growing up as a kid. And, um, you know, I didn't even know he was on Saturday Night Live because that came, I wasn't born yet. Or I was mm. I was an infant, so I couldn't remember it. Right. But the, the and there's first... no way you are staying up that late. Yeah, no, Your parents no. Were like you're not staying up watching. No, this but show. I remember the first time I watched Coming to America because we, we still have it on VHS and I kept it even when we moved. I think we do too. <laughs> I think
0: my parents have it at home. I gotta. I'm telling. You. I'm gonna get that
1: autograph when day. I have to. But, uh, <laughs> um, I remember first time I watched it. I fell in love with just him, mm-hmm. and uh, it was funny. It was it was it was it was my story, you know, in a sense because. Uh, as growing up as first-generation Nigerian... (laughs) Or African in the right. 90s, it was a lot different. There was there was no Black Panther. So, well, first was, generation American. First generation. American. American. My, my bad. First no, it's fine. American. I just yeah. want
0: to make people, people like, wow. He's... <laughs> yeah, my, my, my bad. I get <laughs> the first generation. No, it's fine. It's up. fine. I I've done that too because my father's first generation American. My grandparents immigrated em- em- from Italy. Yeah. So yeah. same thing. Like I just I just don't want people to get the wrong like, story. Yeah, like yeah, wait, what? So, sorry, sorry. No, but, but, so, yeah, immigrant in, born in America to immigrant parents. Born in America,
1: America yeah, to, to immigrant parents, and um, you know, they tried so... to
0: arrange a marriage for you at how old? Oh,
1: that that that. Was, that's happened a few times. They've 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 given up. It's, I think when I hit thirty one or no I had 30 when I had my <laughs> 30s they were just like okay he's not going to do it okay so
0: <laughs> he's going to buy he's going to buy yeah so it. Uh, I love anybody I love when people have impressions of their parents because I have mine <laughs> I lo- that makes me so happy oh god you don't even know <laughs>
1: but I get, uh,
0: they're gonna be on here later in the year
1: I, 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 I I'm gonna tune in for that one oh, but uh but um but no um stand-up comedy was that was my dream and in college I i pursued it for the first time my mm-hmm. freshman year my sophomore year i was just doing open mics and you know i remember i print up flyers for the first time i performed <laughs> in, the, in the commons mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow oh uh, man and uh I, so everybody that was living in the dorms they came that came down to the to the common area to watch me mm-hmm. and uh it was fun it was fun and uh you know but um i i, I gradually began to fall in love with music mm-hmm. and um but the thing with the music switch up was, I've always loved hip hop, mm-hmm. but um, I never saw myself in hip hop, which was, was an issue because I loved gangster rap growing up because I grew up in the hood. Right. I grew up in East Orange, mm-hmm. you know, Newark East Orange, that whole area before the gentrification. Yeah, like I was like that, that, that. Come on, like I, I was in it. Like Boys in the Hood, Menace in <laughs> Society, that was like a Tuesday. Those were Tuesdays and Wednesdays where I grew up. Totally. So, but I never saw myself in listening to DMX or Jay-Z or or Fabulous or you know, any of that, you know, I mean,
0: 900 I just, cash money artists
1: or cash money. <laughs> million. I, was, I was like, yeah, I, I'm not from New Orleans. Like I don't, I've never shot anybody. I've never sold drugs. Like I've never smoked
0: weed. I've like, never heard anything as crunk.
1: I, yeah. Or you know, the down South stuff or the West coast stuff. Right. Like, it was,
0: it's all, it's all, a, every, every scene every, is completely different. You're like, I don't fit. Exactly.
1: Exactly. That was the thing. The me not fitting in was the, was a the commonality there. I, right. I just didn't fit in. It was, it was fun to listen to and fun to sing along to, but, like I know me and my people know me, who I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Like if I turn around and yeah, I'm dressed like Easy E right now, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not a gangster. I'm not. I'm. I went to prep school. Like I'm as nerd as it gets. I just rock this because it, it was a dope fit. I, it, I put it together in my head on the way here. So that's right. Like, but I'm not a gangster. It's the furthest mm-hmm. thing from it. I'm as right. nerd as it gets.
0: So you should seen him when he walked in this joint. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> like that'll be in a vlog. Shoot. Yeah, well. You good boy, 88. On the socials. Links below
1: 88 streaming all links in the while. description <laughs> but um but no so when Kanye West came out mm-hmm. and eventually then Wale and Drake and Kid Cudi when those guys came out when mm-hmm. I was in college mm-hmm. I finally saw myself mm-hmm. I finally saw myself well, I, Kanye came out like when I was in high school I'm sorry prep school and I was kind of into it but I wasn't really into it mm-hmm. but by the time college rolled around and I just fell in love with his sound and his story and then Wale, he's from Nigeria just like I am. Mm. He had the same issues that I had growing up. Oh, you're African, oh you're black as hell, you're ashy, you, you got pay less shoes, oh you're poor, oh you chase lions. You ever heard of ice cream? Wow. Dumb just just <laughs> as ridiculous as it gets. And the majority of my like issues and angst, it didn't come from white people or it came from blacks, the black community. Right. Like there was there's, there's been a wall. And it was just such a rejection of African heritage or mm. African anything by by the African American community or the Black American community, as as, as we would call it, you mm. know, and from 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 Africa. And it was it was funny because that rejection is not there anymore. It, it, well, it is in spurts. And again, we, we joked about it earlier when Black Panther came out, everybody wanted to be African. Everybody wanted to look up their ancestry and me, totally. my twenty-three and this, that, and the third. They, they wanted to do it. They, like cats are showing up with dashikis and drums to freaking <laughs> premiere at the AMC and shit. And it's yeah, just like, exactly. Yo, and meanwhile, all us all us first generations, we're just mm-hmm. looking at it like, look at this. And look, and, and, look at, and look at these guys.
0: And <laughs> it's it's been a recurring th- you know, theme over the last couple of years, but it's just like Look at these high school kids; are all wearing anime and System of Down shirts. It's just like, where were you when I was going? And look, I've talked, I've had a lot of black metalheads on this show as well, and talking about totally, that, and saying that there was totally. more. And I've had conversations in private with people as well, where it's like there was more pushback from, and I'm just talk, specifically talking about metalheads. Um, if you're black and into metal or into punk or into rock music, whatever.
1: As I was. Right. And, and still, you were sorry, too. And yes. still I am. Sorry, was, is. I, still, I was listening to someone right here. Totally. <laughs> but like
0: in the 90s and in the first, you know, it, into the 2000s, like it wasn't until the 2010s, even in the last five years, I'd say even it's kind of become more, more mainstream and more universal. But there was, they got more pushback from the black community than they did from, you know, let's say white metalheads or or anything like that. Like they they were more open and accepting, just like yeah. no, come on in. Like it's all different. You know, there's unfortunately negative contingents in every community, but um, yeah. I'm saying like music community and everything like mm-hmm. that. You know, a certain subset of punks and metalheads, which you know they go through themselves, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it's uh, it's something where they got more pushback for. Being into like that type of music or mm-hmm. that type of you know fashion or whatever it was, yeah,
1: it was viewed as white music. Like exactly. to, to, to this day, like you'll still hear that from some people that are ignorant, like yo, why mm-hmm. are you playing that white shit, dog? Like right, cut that off, put that Jay Z on, and it's just like yo, Jay Z did do an album with Lincoln Park. Last time I checked, yeah. Last time I checked, yeah. You know, and he,
0: that's like nineteen years ago now. <laughs> like, that exactly, not was like, wasn't that like old yeah, 05 a, or, a, it's four, a, it's or a, a, back. a while ago, it's a yeah. Back. But but not this the, is not new. Like the, I mean, hey, run DMC and Aerosmith. What was that eighty-seven? Nelly and Tim McGraw. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Little Nas X and Billy Ray. No, okay, we can um, stop right we there. Got, Yeah, just, no, listen, <laughs> we got. Nobody's draw a claiming line. that. We got draw a line somewhere. Nobody's here. claiming that. <laughs> but uh, but no, um, Not, neither of us want a part of that. <laughs> no <laughs> like, parts of that. They can, no yeah, parts of that. Well, Thank you. Not our thing. Uh,
1: but but no, the, the 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 rejection of certain cultures right. with by certain um, ethnic groups and. Uh, and, and, and so in circles, I grew up with that because, again, I, I grew up in the hood and, you know, went to prep school. And then when I went to Penn State for college, complete culture shock. <laughs> like, mind you, I, my first two years were in Pittsburgh. It was basically in Pittsburgh. Right. Mm-hmm. So that that's that, that's still pretty. And it's different now in 2023. It's mm-hmm. a lot more blended because you got a lot, a lot more transplants. Yeah. But uh, we're talking like 2006. And uh, so, yeah, it was was very non-ethnic. And then you fast forward to my third, fourth, and fifth year, because I did five years in college. When I went to main campus in state college, Mm. it was 70% white, 7% black, literally a Mm. 10 to 1 ratio. And I remember my English teacher from from Benedict's, his name was Mr. Mark Onion, that's his name, <laughs> you, you know, but I don't, you told don't me know. the story, yeah. yeah, see,
0: we told you it was going to be funny, Connor, Yeah. You, you, you sit back there and laugh, <laughs> just kidding, <laughs> enjoy <laughs> like, it, man, I just see that coming, I've never, I've never met a man named Onion, like Chris Jericho says, man,
1: drink it in, baby, <laughs> drink it in, uh, drink it in, man, what a uh, nerd, what a nerd, but, um, <laughs>
0: another nerd he, on this goddamn show,
1: he, <laughs> But he um he fr- he he warned me when I because it came down to Rutgers and Penn State. I got into pretty much most of the schools I wanted to. Right, came down to Rutgers and Penn State, and he was like, "Go to go to Penn State, go to Penn State." He's like, "But be prepared for a different type of whiteness." Yes, and I was like, "I don't know what that means." Right, and then my first day at main campus, yeah, he was right. It was a different type of whiteness. It's it's <laughs> most of
0: America white. Yes, it's there's coastal, which you know, New Jersey is very diverse. Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. Like people yeah. kind of do, it's, it's something that, you know, for a very, very small state, a lot of diversity going on, a lot oh, of range yeah. in New Jersey. For sure, is, there's for definitely sure. 100%. the 100 percent. There's this redneck as shit part of it. And yeah. then there's also the, you know, very, very much a melting pot yeah. all over the place. For sure. And, you know, and 100%. mostly prominent in, in North Jersey. Yes. And, um, and yes. Central and Jersey Central as well, because Central Jersey exists. We're not going to hop on that <laughs> argument again. Yeah. But it's. Yeah, the rest of the country is there's a it is a different type of white who yeah. also are not used to like the idea that one in 10 students is black. Is like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. I've, I I have seen got, them on TV. I would get the but wildest that's it.
1: <laughs> I would get the wildest like questions and yeah,
0: I did get the um
1: the off-cuff like Go ahead. Unintentional racism. Whatever race. you want to say.
0: Unintentional races. I'm not going to stop like, you. If you wanna, oh, like uh, if you have an axe to grind, this is the place to do it. No axe
1: you. no axes to grind. I don't live in <laughs> I don't live in that world. Nah, I'm just um kidding, if... what a friend of mine who I worked with, I'm not gonna say his name. He's a he's a father now. Um <laughs> not sure was, that's a pass, but go on. <laughs> when I was working at McDonald's, because that was my that was like my second or third like official job. Like, I worked at McDonald's pretty much through college, through Penn State, hmm. especially main campus. Um, a bunch of us, he was my manager. A bunch of us were out getting drinks, and he was like, Ugo, man, you're really cool, dude. And I, in my mind, I'm just like, well, I know that.
0: But, yeah, like this is uh, a setup.
1: This is, <laughs> is going to lead to something. This is that, that was definitely the intro. Let's get to the main. And he was just like, you know, you're, you're one of the good ones, man. Oh, fuck. And I was oh, <laughs> I
0: hate that. I hate. I was just like, what does that even mean? And he's like. You, you, you know, know goddamn what I mean? well what it means. I mean, I know. Sorry. I'm saying he knows what it means. I'm, not, I'm talking to him. I'm talking to this boss. I don't care how many kids he has now. It's one of those things like, God damn it. I hate in that argument with like, I can't tell you how many men of a certain age, white men of a certain age, have just been like, you know, listen, I'm not, you know, I don't know about, I'm not going to say I don't the know, verbatim. I'm going paraphrase. I don't know about, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. But that Tina Turner, that's, she's one of the good <laughs> ones. Mike. I, right. I'm not racist, but.
1: but, yeah, yes. I'm not racist, but. 101. Yeah. He, he dropped the N bomb and
0: so like, forth. Like, if I'm flipping radio stations, was... the River Deep Mountain High comes on, I'm going to stop on it. Is what I'm saying. It's like, I'm not sure that doesn't make you racist, but
1: yeah, but God it was damn. a lot. It was a lot that he wasn't the only one that, that ever said that to me. Well, and that, and that said but, he was. And but, at the but same yeah.
0: time now, I, I could yeah, obviously it, I can get pissed off about climbing out a soapbox about that all day long. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, that's also one of the things about. And I think it says a lot about culturally where we have been at, where we still are at in, yeah. in a lot of the country, not to make a social statement. That's not what this is about, but in light of that, the idea that in his mind that made total sense yeah. and that was okay to say, right? 100%. It was, it was that, fine, there's nothing wrong with that, right? In his mind, he's just like, No, this is it, he's one of the good he's ones one because I've seen what they talk about on Fox News, <laughs> you know. And it's one of them. Sorry, like that's that that's how a lot of information comes in. It's just like, Well, when all True. you're seeing is on the news, you know, or on TV or whatever it is, it's like, eh, you know, I mean, I'd a <laughs> it's, it's, I had a friend. It's cringy I, now to think. I about. had an, an, <laughs> a, an actor friend. We were friendly. We were coworkers though, um, out in California when I was going to school. Um, Latino gentleman who would yeah get cast as like Latino thug in a lot of things, or the occasional Latino cop. You know, the the one in a million. You know, Latino cop in like an urban urban setting. Just drop him um, in there. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, he's not crazy about it, but he's just like, that's that's what I'm getting. Cast as like I want to work and you know like what what am I gonna do like I'm not gonna me not taking the job is it gonna make it go away <laughs> you know there's it's kind a of whole, thing.
1: There's a whole episode about that in Master of None with Aziz. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Like uh, he's a uh, obviously Aziz is Indian mm-hmm. um, or, or Pakistani. He's he's from that era. Indian, I believe. I believe. he's Okay. Indian. I believe he's Indian. All right. And but the quote unquote New York. Indian cab driver mm-hmm. or, in, or New York Pakistani cab driver yes and he because he was tr- it was season one he was trying to get his foot into acting mm-hmm. and <laughs> Connor knows
0: exactly what oh god, hey, All right, what's there's, there's this, go ahead there's this of this extra come on dude, dude, oh you're coming you're coming frame I gotta got, got,
1: got see this like I gotta see this typecasting oh my god, oh god yeah, yeah you see yeah, this dude right yeah he was in training day
0: I was gonna say the he first thing I think of is training day It's like Pride and Glory Fast and Furious there's training day yeah, Mastin anonymous. All right, all right. Malibu's it's, it's most wanted for fuck's sake. Of course, I mean, of course, yes. But it's like, yes, that yeah, that exists. But like, listen, Gener- generic Vato. <laughs> that would be the name of this episode if there was a Latino anywhere in here, but it can't be. The funniest <laughs> quote always wins, and that could be it. There you generic go. Vato. Yeah, maybe we got to we got to <laughs> we got to sell Marvel on that nickname. Good uh, try. <laughs> but you know, best intention he's watching right now, no doubt. But uh, but but,
1: but, to, but to your point though, yes. like like I said, I mean,
0: um, it's it's eye opening though, like seeing that. Just like, oh, this dude thinks that's okay.
1: It was, but and, it, it went. It, it still like took me back to me being prepared by Mister Onion of what mm, I was walking into right. like, again, growing up in East Orange and Newark, and going to State College University Park. Pennsylvania, central mm, Pennsylvania, right? You know, it's it, it was a different world, but um, you know, but falling in love with music to, to, to keep the story going.
0: In, oh in, yeah, in that, in sorry, respect, but it just showed us anything but linear. It's all right, it's all right. I, I do, I keep it in my head. Um, like, this is why you can't do an hour. Yes, this is exactly why I can't. Just <laughs> somebody, do an hour.
1: somebody's got to keep score. That's, 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 <laughs> what, that's I what like, always well,
0: you know Con- Connor's a. a Part of the freshman class of Cape twenty twenty three, and I already told him I was like, "Listen, we have a tendency to go over, and if so, you will be properly compensated." That's that's fine. Like that's I fine. let him know, I'm just like, "Look, do you need to be somewhere? Good." <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what AI is for.
0: But um, <laughs> wow! Look, he's trying to major job. Right. Look, he said he's he's not going to be back necessarily when you're here again. Straight so down. I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I was no. like, I thought you were one of the good. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, wow! I'm not, oh, saying, wow. It. I'm oh, not wow. saying it. All right. I'm just see for us. having fun. See no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Joking man I love this guy um, but no um, I told you this show's crazy <laughs> no I, I've seen so, the episodes yeah, I know you've seen Yeah, I've exactly. seen the clips you they, went down they, a rabbit they, hole of video clips you're just like oh when can God. I be
0: on your show mm-hmm. I'm like are you sure you want in on this like yeah, yeah. I mean if, how if you, far if, are you willing to follow the blue gonna, eyed devil
1: if you're gonna show up to mine that's crazy if you wanted to <laughs> show up to mine I gotta show up on yours it's only right it's only it's right true. it's true um, but no music came very shortly probably sophomore year no probably like end of sophomore year early um, junior year or year three because mm-hmm. I did five at Penn State that's when I really started to fall in love with music and my, my, my neighbor who <laughs> lived in one dorm next to me he was also African he was from his family's from Sierra Leone he was a DJ from DC mm-hmm. and he would do these ciphers in his room and I'd always come over. I didn't know how to rap, but I did know how to freestyle because it was just you know stream of consciousness off the dome. Mm-hmm. And by like the second or third time, he's just like, "Bro, yo, you're really good at this, man." I'm just like, "What are you talk about, man? I don't rap. I'm not a rapper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. I don't play. I even I don't even play one on TV. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, "Ah, man." He's like, "I ah, should stick with it." He's like, "He's like, I, I, he's like, I do music. I'm a DJ. I would I, know." He's like, "You should stick with it." So I stuck with it. And um, <laughs> he gave me my first nickname. He started calling me the U um, because uh, my first my full name is Ugo Chukwu. It starts with the letter U. It ends with the letter U. It's got nine letters in it. Mm-hmm. And um, he was just like, yo, every time you – he's like, yo, every <laughs> – this is DJ Camo's voice. It's real deep, it. real D.C., Maryland, Virginia. He's like, yeah, <laughs> yo, man, I'm saying, yo, every time that you step out your dorm room, it's like the University of Miami with the smoke. Yo. You're the you. That's you are. And I was just like, "Yo, get out of here!" And I just ran with it. I just rolled with it. And so I was the you. The <laughs> yeah. you. The you. <laughs> so the the you the you was born from there on. And then I and then I then I then I, I taught myself how to rap. I was self taught. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, for it took me about two years to to really figure out what the hell I was doing because I was right. just freestyling yeah. and just I was just doing similes and. Something something like this, something sort of like this, like like, <laughs> like 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 like. It was a freak. It was, I was just references. I just I cringe at old stuff because I'm just like, yo, Lord have mercy. I thought that was hot. I was I was I was right. I'd be writing and be like, yo, I'm about to kill him with these joints. Right <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, when you're 20, you think everything's great because you haven't done anything yet. Exactly. Like, this is awesome.
1: It was it was awful, <laughs> but um, I I turned the corner. I tell this, and I tell this to art, aspiring artists and, yes. and aspiring musicians, when you find your own production, like if you don't make beats, if mm-hmm. you don't, if, you, if you're just straight lyrics like I was, um, when you find people that make beats, find people that are, you know, instrumental makers, beat makers, producers, find your own production, mm-hmm. it's like finding a tailor. Yeah. They know how to make suits, they know how to make clothes that are just specifically made for your dimensions, that fit you like skin, like 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 a glove. And I started meeting guys on campus and guys abroad online who just would make these beats. They'd hear my stuff and be like, yo, man, I, here's a beat packet or here's a CD because this is still back in compact disc. Here's right, a CD right. of beats. And I would just, I'd make, now these are original songs now. Mm-hmm. These aren't just freestyles over like radio stuff that I can't even sell. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is actually my stuff now. Right. And, you know, Killer Cake, he was one of the first uh, producers I've met. You know, I, I still have a bunch of his in the stash that I haven't released yet. And um, But I made this song called 5950. And anybody that's been following me since college, they always come up to me still and was like, yo, that's that's your best song, bro. New Era should have did something with that. I'm just like, I'm working on it. I'm still working on it. It's this <laughs> long-term storytelling. You see what I'm saying? Best song you ever did was 15 years
0: ago. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Um, but... And then I started meeting more producers along the way, like guys like Cinematics, uh, guys like Orrin Spiegel, um, guys like uh, um, you know Mo Diggy. I met him from, um, through my brother from Atlanta. And uh, Eddie Hartthrob, who I, I pretty much work exclusively with now. It's just incredible, incredible. Like when I got signed, fast forward, when I got signed mm. to an independent label, he He came on board shortly after I did because uh m- my videographer was his cousin Randy Troy, uh um real close friend of mine who, who does <laughs> does one piece YouTube channels now. he's all in he's all in that one piece anime world. I'm not, but he's got a he's got a cult following from that, <laughs> you know what I mean, nice. but uh, he introduced me to Eddie Arthrob. and uh you know Eddie himself is a tremendous musician, writer, singer, dancer in his own right. Um, but he he's nasty with them beats and anything pretty much you hear recently that I've made probably in the last two or three years, ninety percent of the chance it was by Eddie Hartthrob who made the beat like the theme song Jonah the Great streaming on all digital platforms Jonah the Great the theme song for my podcast Eddie's he made the beat and he's featured on there and it's just it, it, he gets me like he really he just it, like this, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna go record him tomorrow actually oh like, sweet and he just. The second I walk in, he just has it queued up. He's like, yeah, it's about that time. I got you, man. I got you. And just he'll start making. I'll just start. I'll make, We'll make something together on the spot. So, but finding, I found myself, once I started finding my own production, mm-hmm. and that's what started this music, wild music ride, which has opened the door to pretty much everything else, right. to be honest with you.
0: So the, you, you kind of gave me the broad strokes of the story yeah. with the label and everything. So you do get signed to an independent label. Yeah. And- Like the overwhelming majority of those stories, (laughs) not exactly everything you're led to believe it is. No, (laughs) no, it doesn't play out. Because I mean, now listen, I started with, excuse me, even though I've been writing uh, since I was in the third grade, since I was eight, (laughs) I've been writing in various forms. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was music. Started playing guitar just before I turned sixteen, so I just rounded up to sixteen, and yeah, that was kind of the start for everything for me. And as you go along in your ambitions. I can say career. If yeah. I want to use the word really loosely, I'll say my music career. ambitious like
1: aspira- aspirations, goals. But you learn
0: more. You're, you're yeah. brought much more down to earth when mm-hmm. you see the reality of just what kind yes. of everything is. Yes. And it's yeah. one of those things that you don't know until – you're in it yeah. or it, it, until it's even within your field of vision right. where right. you're like, Oh, this isn't everything. Because I, people still ask me, just like, so are you going to do music? Do you do music anymore? Do you still play? You know, all that stuff. It's like, "Yeah, I still play, but I'm playing a band anymore. But when you told me about that, I'm just like, ah, now, even though you're a couple of years younger than me, but still, I'm just yeah. like, yeah, this is something that like just exists anyway. So, what you're willing to talk about when it comes to like the label, and yeah, kind of sure, sure, How that led to kind oh, of where open, you are now musically, yeah. Book, please book. feel free, like um, how so, that kind so, um, of played
1: out. So, um, I I was introduced to that situation I, for legal purposes. I can't say the name of the record label anymore, but mm-hmm. um, I can I can name some names. My, a good close friend of mine, his name's uh, Drew Jackson. He was in a band called Atlas Soundtrack. Um, real real close friend of mine, super talented dude. He was the front man. And he was telling me about this producer who has, like, an independent label he's trying to launch out in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. And I was like, "Where they the Little League Baseball? <laughs> like, he's got a label. He's like, yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, man, he lives out there. I think he's from Philly. You know what I mean? He's been in L.A. He used to run with Jay-Z back in the day. He's like, yo, man, he's, he's legit. You should meet him. You should meet him. And mind you, I just finished college. So I was getting – actually, I was actually getting ready to work at the NFL Network. I had to end through one of my professors a layup. He gave me the dudes the contact information and was like, yo, just call this dude and you're pretty much set. It's, it's a walk in. Oh. And I was like, but, but right around that time is when I got mixed up with the with, the, with this independent label situation. So mm-hmm. I, I met dude at his studio I played him a couple of my tracks. I had a demo CD. I'm I'm dating myself here, but I had a demo CD. He got through tracks one and two. He wasn't really in love with what he was hearing, but when he got to like track three, I did this song called King of the Stage, which was super radio poppy. And uh, it, it's just a bop. It's still one of my brother's favorite songs, <laughs> <laughs> and it's got a singer on there. And it, it's—I swear—it's—it's it's, it's something out of a freaking Disney It's movie commercial. Movie. It's, it's super commercial. It's super, it's super commercial. It's, mm. it, it belongs on on a Disney soundtrack right now. <laughs> <laughs> it actually should be in a Little Mermaid. I was like, shameless plugs,
0: but um, yeah, ele- eleventh hour, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, deal. Like, wait a second, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I could be your DJ Khaled, dear. You're Aladdin, right? Maybe <laughs> Is, no, right? maybe maybe no. Maybe Is she no? not from the Nigerian Sea. <laughs> Ariel, sorry. We stereotyping? Yes, oh, definitely
1: sorry. typecast. I'll show myself out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no. So I mean, I uh, he got to King of the Stage, and then he was hooked. And then uh, then he heard Fifty Nine Fifty, and he was really hooked because it's just such a catchy hip hop organic boom bap like 90s early 2000s vibes to it Mm. and great bars great production killer cake is a genius um so he wanted to sign me and that kick-started about a five-year journey of recording and not once was the was the word marketing used. Like, the, the plan was that the music was going to sell itself. That's what I was told. <laughs>
0: I was told that numerous times. Right, right.
1: <laughs> and, Which, again, like,
0: that was my naive thing. It's just like, we got great <laughs> songs. That's enough, right? It's not. No,
1: no. There's a business side to it for a reason.
0: Yeah, it's called the music business. <laughs> it's
1: called the business of making music. Yeah, exactly. Every, however Likewise. you want to spin it. That, 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 whether, that.
0: whether you like it or not, if you plan to do anything with it. You know, at least lose as little money as possible. Forget making money. Lose as little money as possible. You need at least if you don't know it, you need somebody around you who knows it. One thousand percent. And that is one of the things that we when I went to school, that was one of the things one of my that a couple of the te- well, the music business teachers yeah. would say when I went to Musicians Institute, they would say, listen, if you want to make money, you're doing the wrong thing. Get into finance, <laughs> get into banking like that. That's the myth. That you will be rich and famous. You want to be famous? You got to go do something else. Sorry. Like if you're doing music, it's because you want to do music because you need to do music. This isn't about making money. This is not getting rich. This is about being fame, like b- being famous, getting fame. That happens. But that's the exception, not the rule. Yeah. So like if that's what you want. Don't do like you're here to learn how to make a living doing this because that's the reality of
1: it. It's really that,
0: it's, and a lot of people didn't show up for class number two. I'm sorry, but it's, <laughs> clearly, and I get well, it's just like we all moved to LA, like we're all gonna be stars. We're not, we're not, and I didn't have that in my head personally. Like, I knew I was 24 at the point when I went to school, so I wasn't like, I just graduated from college. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I finished the previous 20, spring at 23, so yeah, so I'm like, uh, yeah, at that point, I knew enough to just be like, no, I just kind of want to make a living doing this, but there were a lot of people just like, what. I've never seen it. I've seen any of them. On it's, it's more like you're you're anything. trying
1: to you're trying to make money from everything around music. That's kind of the that's kind of the goal when you get mm-hmm. into the music business, um, because very, yes. there's a very small percentage top one percent of people that can live comfortably just off of their streams and their touring and their merchandise and so forth. Yes, you know, yeah. what I mean? and the overwhelming majority of those people have signed three hundred and sixty deals. So a pre- uh, so a per- exa- yes. so a percentage of that is already getting taken off the top. And but again. Once they hit that megastar, superstar status, Mm -hmm. they could could take the hit. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, that – and for people who don't know because this is something that obviously we keep up with this stuff. But like a 360 deal is something with like an artist will sign with, say, Live Nation. Just be like we will handle your touring and your merchandise and, you know, promoting streaming and things like that. And they take like a flat percentage like of everything, of every piece of your business. They will take a percentage, but they're like essentially operating as like – marketing, PR, management, like all of that stuff. Yeah, so that's kind of what a 360 deal is. do Yes, work. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like they are running the business part of it and they are taking 20%, possibly more. Um, that's what that is. It's supposed to like you having an agent, you having a manager, you having um, different people or your own companies that you work with or different people you work with. That's essentially what a 360, I mean, again, I'm painting in broad strokes, but that's basically yeah, what a 360 yeah. deal is. It's like you have like a major company that's handling all of those elements and you're giving up a piece of it.
1: Well, what was appealing about the independent situation and why I signed or why I was eager to sign was because from the jump they offered there's like listen we're we're not going to sign you a 360 deal. We don't do 360 deals. Mm. So I was like all right so what are we talking and they were saying we're going to do a 50-50 deal. So basically you get to keep basically we split everything down the middle. You mm. get to keep half of your your sales, your merchandise, Anything. Uh, Your likeness. Publishing? Were they 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 taking half your publishing? publishing? publishing Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Everything was splitting. Everything was half. Of course. Well, that's what I'm asking. Like like a divorce. Everything was like right (laughs) down the middle. And I was like. As soon as you get to the altar, they want half. What the fuck? From the jump. (laughs) And I was I was I was fine with it. Uh, My my cousin's an attorney. She looked over. She had her people look over as Mm -hmm. well. So um, and she was like, yeah. She's like, you should sign, but you know, she was like, tread lightly though, because as long as you know, yeah, like as as long as you know, this this is what you are signing. He like the guy. He sound he has good intentions, but he he still could be shady at that, Mm -hmm. which he was. But anyway, but (laughs) fast forward to it. But what I am saying is, I mean, I I went into it though not understanding. A big part of it was the politics. Because it's not my record label. So I have no say over who gets pushed first. It's not a matter of like who's better. Mm Because I was the best. I was the best. When I came on board, me and Eddie Heartthrob cemented ourselves very quickly Mm -hmm. as like the premier artists and everybody else was just kind of happy just to be there. Right, they were just—they were happy to just be like, "Yeah, we we, we record music. We're we're in the crew. Like we're we're there. <laughs> like they were just happy to be there, and they were happy to go around town telling people that, yo, we we, yo, we we in here. We in a building.' Versus me, no. I when I got signed but from just from Penn State, mm-hmm. I I'd, I'd been freaking opening for people and. I was in the underground scene at Penn State. I mentioned it on my podcast with the the Songwriters Club. Mm -hmm. I was doing shows already. I was in local press already. I was opening for Afro Man, MC Light. Um, I was chilling with Red Man and Method Man on their tour bus, Mm -hmm. like Stolly from Maybach Music Group. I was already in the mix already. So it's like when I got there, I figured, all right, I I signed now. So they're about to
0: take me to the next step. No. You're just another one on the roster. No. You're another one on the roster. Yeah, because,
1: again, I, I, I was... Since I didn't make gangster music, and since I didn't make hood music, and I didn't make club stripper music, like that's that's the only major commercial lane that they saw, outside of like Justin Bieber teeny bob music, which is what they immediately threw Eddie Hartthrob into because he's he was younger at the time he was in high school,
2: mm. so oh, they, okay. they they fig- so, yeah
1: yeah they figured oh he's a young face baby face I mean he he could just cater to the teeny boppers they didn't understand that yo this guy named Drake is coming. Like a freaking wild tsunami. This guy like, named J. Cole and Wale and Big Sean and like all mm-hmm. these guys are coming and they all are not gangsters. They're yeah. the furthest thing from it. You will never associate Drake and gangster
0: yeah, in the, the same. The scene is changing. Just wonder- First of all, he's yes. Canadian. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> First of all, dude's Canadian. Yes, one hundred percent. So they didn't see that. They didn't.
0: Kid Cuddy, right. you're not gonna. Kid Cuddy is yeah, not. Yeah, right. <laughs> like gangster and cuddy are and Cutter. Are you serious? No. But, but it's like it's it, and that's that's the the other thing too. And that's in all aspects of. I mean, it's it's just in the culture period. But like in entertainment across the board, it's just like everybody's chasing. What is already there and nobody's paying attention to what's coming up. And you can look at it in every era of every uh, commercial wave of music. You can look at it. I mean, that's a prime example. You're right. I'm just talking in terms of hip hop. It's just like, yeah, everybody's still thinking it's like the late 90s and, you know, we're knocking on 2010 (laughs) and they're like, this, this train's just going to keep going. No, it's not. It's not. And it's the same with like, everybody wants to be the next Netflix and all these streamers have launched and, you know, in Three years, most of them won't be around anymore. That's just the reality. Because everybody wants to be Netflix, and you know, and all that. It's like there's always this chasing what's already there, mm-hmm. and having zero awareness of what else is going on. It's a single-minded. Perf-
1: that is a perfect like sur- uh, sur- assumption, Surmising Summation, sur-mation. Thank you. You it's got up. it. are <laughs> here for there are Yeah, I can freestyle. Right <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. Can. Yeah, no. Don't so, so, me. so that was that was something that was an issue from the gate. Mm. from the jump and I knew when my contract was up in um 2014 um which and, and th- that whole story was hilarious because they, I I eventually found out that the, the the lawyer that drew up the contracts he pra- he was practicing without a well a license. Oh. <laughs> there was a number there were a number uh, That's that's show business. Bro. <laughs> Dude. the the Netflix Dude. documentary or the behind the scenes music about that record label if like my my buddy Randy Troy's got all the footage if that ever does become a Netflix doc I already told him bro I'm in it I'm 100 percent in it because it, th- that story needs to be told.
0: I may not. <laughs> hey, I may produce it. Got, you, you know, I got ideas in the pipeline. I'm like one diversified, we can diversify. We'll put together this doc because it's like this is something. Lord have mercy.
1: But um, but no. So th- there were so many holes in in the operation. And aside from the structure not being there, the direction wasn't there. Um, did anything get released? Sorry to cut
0: you up. But like, did yes. any of your music get come out? Well, yes. All of this? Okay, so. Because no it sounds like it was just a big clusterfuck. It, it was. So, no, okay. you're right. It was. And um, I'm like, did any music make it out into the public? Or yes? What? Like, so, did they do anything? So
1: I. Re- other so than implode. We were. This was. <laughs> this was right before streaming. This is like right. The, these are the last days of compact discs. The last days. <laughs> oh my heart. My heart. <laughs> and um, so I released my debut album because I had released a bunch of like uh, mixtapes like right. online and through CD that, mm-hmm. you know, just just for locally, basically for friends and right. uh, all, all on college campus. But we released No Days Off, which was my first, my debut album. We released mm-hmm. that hard copy. I still have the CD in nice. my room. 12 tracks, all
0: original music, all
1: original songs, basically my greatest hits from, from college. And a couple of new ones are, were on there
0: too. That's I, that's everyone's I, debut album. Exactly. I mean, back in the day, like, that's what it was. It was like, One, what are most popular songs? That's the first album. 100%. Keep half of What's left over for the second album?
1: And I wanted to like keep some stuff, like, nah, well, this will be my first album. Let me keep it for the second album. Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I was quickly told,
1: like, listen, there, you don't even know there's going to be a second album. Yeah. So get it out now, get your best, Put your, you only get one first impression. Totally. So And that part isn't yeah. wrong. Like, no, that, that, you was, you that can, was good advice.
0: You can't argue that was with that. Sound like.
1: advice. There were some gems I did take from that situation. Yeah. That's one of them.
0: Yeah. Like, you put, you, I, I you may like, get one bite at the apple and that's it. Right. So there's a reason why I put
1: out like the, the the best song i've I record to date or whatever mm-hmm. when you see a video by me t- like recently, it's that. Like, yeah. I'm just like, yo, this song was hot. I probably recorded, like, well, I don't know, a month ago. You mm-hmm. know what? Let's shoot a video for it. Let's, let's yeah. throw it on DistroKid. I'm, I'm independent now. Like, all my stuff's on all streaming platforms now. I yeah. didn't even know DistroKid existed, it, it, well, which actually did, believe it or not. DistroKid, TuneCore, a lot of those outlets, they were still super, super young. Yes. But no, they, I, were, they were around.
0: I was still dialed into because I didn't really pull back with music completely until like the end of 2012. So I was still keeping an eye on all that stuff. And even as an independent thing, like, prior to, let's say, like, Bandcamp. Yeah. It's become an yeah, incredible hub. Yeah. They were CD right baby. Right. C D right. baby is like the independent marketplace yes. for digital. Yes. And for CDs. Yes. This is even before the vinyl resurgence mm-hmm. kind of kicked off. Yeah. And so I was very much just like hearing things about yeah, like TuneCore and things like mm-hmm. that. Just thinking like, okay, because I was still I still had plans and still had ideas of what I was gonna do, even though I, you know, another band had fallen apart and I didn't yet realize I didn't have the stomach to start again. Right. right. Um, which is the thing about being a cooperative as opposed to being a artist, But st- but still collaborators and trying to find people and you know what that's like—like oh, like finding any heartthrob. The idea of finding like 100%. here's somebody who gets it, mm-hmm. and who at the same time you can work with. Which yeah. even finding that is really it's, it's, fucking it, difficult. It's a drag. It's and, a that's, drag. and that's and that's what a happened drag, to me. Man. Like and look, my story is the most common one when it comes to people who like didn't like music didn't become the primary anymore. I mean, I'm still creative. I just channeled my creativity in other ways, which I would have done ultimately anyway. I yeah, think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But finding the right combination of people mm-hmm. and making something happen let alone getting a record done or getting a song on the radio or going on tour or anything like that, That t- the stars need to align in such an insane way yeah. that, again, you don't realize until you're already doing it. I mean, now there's more information out there. And now yeah. it's like everybody, you know, all the let's say the, the classic rock stars, you know, or even like a bunch of people from the 90s at this point, there written their autobiography and they're telling you like, look, this is how it is. And this is what it took. Everybody got ripped off in their business. You know, it's age old stereotypes. <laughs> right? on. you on. know, on. Yeah, right? Um... <laughs> Every band like had the, their business ripped off, their money ripped off, you know, owed back taxes. And they didn't realize it. And then they had to stay on the road, to, you know, square with the government. You know, it's that's how it happens. And those are the people who made it. Yeah. Those, those are the people are, you look at as quote being unquote, winners. successful. Those yeah, successful exactly. People. Yeah. yeah. Those are the people who are the one percent of success totally. stories. But like everybody else, it's like to even get to anything near that, it's like it takes an insane alchemy. No. that you don't know until it's already happened. <laughs>
1: but the, <laughs> but the, the, the the big domino, we mentioned it yes. uh, when you came on and and Jason Enrique too when he came on. I I I I I will be a champion for this as long as I live. When I started surrounding myself with better people and you knew that no you, this is this this area is a testament to that. Yes. Like that's when things they took it's not even they took off like gradually. Mm-hmm. Things just like, like wildfire. It yeah. spread no, it's... really quickly. Yeah. Really abundantly quickly. Like once I started to like cut people out, let go of some people mm-hmm. that were seasonal, that had no business there in the first place. Like I tell people all the time, I, 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 we talked about it over we talk dinner. We talked about it a lot. We talked about a lot <laughs> on dinner. I left the country. I went to Amsterdam. I went mm-hmm. for my 31st birthday in 2019. I left the country. I went to Amsterdam. I was still teaching at the time. So I took a hit financially, but I was like, you know, you know what? I was like, I some for some reason I have to leave the country. Mm-hmm. I got to get out. I got I have to reset. Because yes. yes, I'm not where I need to be, and I need to have an honest conversation with myself about everything mm. for the first time in my life. Yes, and I did that. And Damn. when I came back, I was a different. I was a, not a different person. I was a new person. Yes, when I came back, new energy, new outlook toward things, mm-hmm. just a new energy about me a new aura mm-hmm. and from and not too long after that i got the harlem wizards job mm-hmm. not too long after that i swear i got the i got hired by the wizards in june i came back from amsterdam in february so february march april May. so yeah about three months later i got the wizards job. and really from june of 2019 on to today it has been nothing but a trajectory in my career in my life on camera off camera everything because you know, it starts yeah. with the mindset. We talk it about does. this all the time. You it to, starts there. You
0: have to get yourself right yes. first. And yes. like I've gone through so many phases of this myself. And this is one of the ways kind of you and I have connected. And we bonded while, incidentally, rehearsing the short yeah. film that we've right. done, which came about because <laughs> yeah. we we're both at a place of just like, I'm ready to do this. Hey, are you down for doing this? I know you've done some stuff. And you're like, yes, I am. You read it and you were like, I'm actually in.
1: Yeah, We, so, can, tell, we can tell the story. Well, we'll
0: that. talk about that. We well, let's put, you put, put get... a button on the mindset. Yeah, a little bit. Because it is important. And it's one of those things... And again, we, we've had these conversations off mic, but I feel like this is an important thing to say because Absolutely. we both share on, on Instagram, particularly in our stories, a lot of motivational um, conversations, speeches, mm-hmm. thoughts, different things to look at because mm-hmm. it's like you need to hear that stuff from the outside. Sometimes you need to hear it a dozen times in a yeah. dozen different ways yes. for it to click.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And there's also this idea that that I think we it's it's only something you recognize in hindsight. As we've talked about, like going through these different phases and you don't realize what phase, what role a phase plays Mm -hmm. in the arc of your life and your story and the direction you're moving in Mm -hmm. until it's already happened. Because if I knew my 30s were going to be as difficult as they were, and they were (laughs) from 31, well, I mean, even to, to the end of 30, all the way up until... What, let's see, I moved back to Jersey. So I just turned 37 when I moved back uh, to Jersey in 2018. And it's like if I knew I had to go through all of that and all the disappointment and depression and anxiety and harper and everything that I had to go through yeah. in that to get to this place where I'm at now, I don't know if I could have done it. But now it makes sense. And the, and now I can – there in in context and in terms of where I'm at, you know, emotionally, physically, mentally, everything mm-hmm. – It's something you don't realize until you've gone through it. But having said all that, you just you have to keep going. You have no choice. And listen, anybody who's out there who's creative, if you feel like your creative spark is literally just like a lighter that won't exactly light, just these little sparks going on, just it's still there. Hang on to it. I know it's difficult. Trust me. I know it's difficult. He knows just how difficult it is, too, that there's a lot that you need to dig into yourself and find it to just keep going, but keep going. That's all you can do is just keep on going. The facts. Yeah. That it's – you, you have to trust that it's going somewhere and you can't give up on yourself. But you do need to do the inner work. That's the thing. It, oh, does, yeah, it doesn't sure. come easy. Sure. And, you know, you need to scrub the residue off yourself mm-hmm. before you can move forward and get your mind right and emotionally get things right and get things together because that's when stuff starts to happen. I can even say this just for these last few years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean – I was talking earlier today with uh, the great Ming Chen from A Shared Universe. And I'm just like, it's it's crazy to think that three years ago, I'm at home checking in with my friend. You know, I started doing the podcast again. I'm at home checking out my friends on Google Voice because nobody knew what Zoom was yet. <laughs> yes. I'm like, Skype sucks. I'm literally <laughs> going to call. I'm going to I'm going to call people through my computer. And then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You mean were you using so, Aim before that? No. <laughs> oh man! No, that's the thing. I wasn't even—I didn't even know what to do. I'm just like, how do I record phone calls through oh my, my mixer? God. He said, that Ooh, I "I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Stop right there." Aren't you feeling old? <laughs> Isn't it weird Just be like, oh man, totally, it takes me back. Totally. A couple aim. Times. <laughs> I'm bring a fucking Aim. Good God. Um, but it's like, yeah, three years ago, I'm doing this. Sh- look, three years from when we're recording, even three years from the time when this goes out, I'm checking in with my friends and trying to figure out how to record phone calls through my computer because we're all at home. And I'm doing the show twice a week, Mondays and Fridays, you know, shorter episodes. But I'm just like, I need to not go crazy when we go home. This is coming off of like figuring, all right, I'm moving back to Jersey and I'm going to heal now. Like I'm going to try to unfuck everything that got fucked from my time out in L.A. In the last six years in L.A. in various levels, you know, there's some a lot of it's just L.A. life. But a lot of it was just kind of where I was at and things that, I, you know, I got into therapy in 2017 when I was, you know, partway through, you know, my time out there and all. So there was a lot of. Of me, I'd, I'd work on. But, mm-hmm. like, I was coming back. I'm just like, I'm going to – I don't know where I'm going when I move back to Jersey. And this is also stuff we didn't get into on your show. So yeah, it's we're kinda, okay. It's we're, okay. We're, we're, now we're following up. A this qu- yeah, yeah, this is part two. <laughs> part one, again, linked in the description. But um, there was all of this stuff that I just said at a point when I said this isn't sustainable anymore. I, I'm going to go – I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know where I'm going to go, but I need to go home and reset because I know I can't do this anymore. I literally can't. I had a – um I, talk, I believe I talked about this back in in 2021. I did a solo episode the week I turned 40. And i just kind of looking back at my 30s and saying, like, I can't believe how different things are now than they were two years ago, three years ago. And again, I'm still kind of at the point where now that things are continuing to happen, like I said, the dominoes are falling in the right direction yeah, now, where it's yeah. like, oh, now it's who knew even then, you know, a year and a half ago when I did that episode that I would be here in, you know, almost mid-2023. But it's um, it was a thought of, I had a panic attack the week between Christmas and New Year's 2017. Oh, wow. All right, I was home for 5 weeks, my friend Jack got married at the beginning of December and I just made sure, you know, financially and all that everything was in line, you know, I was still working, you know, freelancing and everything. I was just like, I want to make sure I could go home for a couple weeks cuz I was going to be a a, um, a, a groomsman. Oh my god, groomsmen. I'm completely like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's late. Um <laughs> Of was a groomsman in his wedding. I didn't want to miss that. But his, I think the wedding was like December 7th. And I'm like, well, it'd be, too, it'd be more expensive for me to fly back to L.A. and then back to Jersey for Christmas and New Year's than to just stay in Jersey. <laughs> and so I said, I'm just going to stay in Jersey for five weeks. And 2017 was tough. I was not working um, in anything creative. Um, I was still doing voiceover and everything like that. I was signed to an agency, uh, or I was with an agency, I should say. We didn't actually sign, but um, I was with an agency for two years and I left because I was getting work on my own and they weren't doing anything for me or giving me any kind of feedback or anything. Oh, Again, oh, name oh, on a roster. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's just like, no, you're just another person. They're sending out hundreds of these to any male who fits this description. We're looking yeah. for 20s to 30s. We're looking for 30s to 40s. You know, like I'm one of however many people. And if I book, they're going to take a cut, but that's it. Yeah. I'm just another name on, not, on a list. I'm not like walking you through and we'll exactly. They are, They want a roster of people so that they get money if one of these people books. But yeah. we're all firing off five, six auditions a day. Anyway, um, that was that was okay, but it wasn't where I hoped it would be at that point. Doing, you know, I've been in voiceover for five years at that point, and was looking for a day job just to stay afloat. But the problem is, out in L.A., not only are you competing with everybody on a creative level, trying to you know get your um, your showbiz ambitions off the ground, you're competing with those same people for day jobs because everybody needs a job just to pay the exorbitant rent, you know, the insanely overpriced rent. And because I couldn't get that, I, for the second half of 2016, and basically all of 2017, I was driving Uber and Lyft just because I had money at the end of the night. I could cash out and I had money in my pocket. So I didn't need to literally worry about, like, I got to wait till my paycheck comes through, you know, because I've been temping prior to that for $11 an hour, which was nothing. It's nothing in... In any state's money, (laughs) well, maybe somewhere, but like in LA money, $11. Yeah. I'm like, it was, yeah, it was really, really tough. So now I'm like, you know, I cracked $30,000 a year Uber and Lyft driving in 2016. I was like, I'm rich. That wasn't really, but like (laughs) to to be able to like go out and make $900 a week though. I mean, I was driving like crazy and, you know, driving 30 hours and all around the city. And it was very eye opening when it came to just meeting people and everybody's experience. Yielded no gigs or relationships or anything because every relationship was superficial. You know, I'm not saying it to shit on anybody. That's just yeah, the way yeah. it is out there. Yeah, Relationships exactly were what yeah, superficial. What it is. Still. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it is. That's yeah. just the way it is out there. I'm not yeah. I'm not even judging that's, it. I'm just I know culture. it's not for it's, me. It's, it's the culture. That's exactly. The culture. And you've spent some time out there. So you know, yeah. like, that's oh, how it is. This, sure. this isn't well, me with my head. 100%, up my ass. Or, 100%. Yeah. Or some bitterness attached. Like, that's just how it is. I know mm-hmm. plenty of people are like, I can't do that out there. No, I'm not. But anyway, I had such a hard time struggling that year. And again, with anxiety and everything like that, that. I was just in ShopRite picking up a few things for my parents. They asked me to just run to the store for them. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I literally felt a panic attack coming on. Again, there's one day, December 20 something between Christmas and New Year's. And I was just like, I got to go. And I literally, whatever I had, I grabbed and I checked out and I just headed back to their house, which was less than 10 minutes away, thankfully. And. Had basically a full-on panic attack, which I was really trying hard not to have because I didn't want my parents to get oh, yeah, freaked that, out. Yeah, that, does, that doesn't. I didn't want them to freak out. Well, what happened was I had a really bad panic attack in um 2016. It was right after my birthday, and I actually gone to the. I, I've told this story before on the show um, that I my first panic attack. I thought I was dying, like we all do when you have our first panic attack. I went to the emergency room, spent all day uh, at the hospital for observation. Because my levels weren't going down and they're giving me happy pills and everything. And I'm just like, "Ah." I was so wound up. They literally kept me. I got there 10 a.m. They kept me till 5 p.m. They didn't know if they were going to keep me overnight for observation. And they didn't, thankfully, because everything evened out. But anyway, um, what happens to me when I get a panic attack, because as you know good and hell well, I'm a very verbal person. Mm. I get a really, really bad stutter, debilitating stutter with my anxiety because my brain's like, I'm going to take away your power is basically what it is. It's oh, just wow. like, oh, you can communicate. Wow. You can talk. I'm going to take that away because you need to slow down. You need to stop. So I'm walking into my parents. I think could just tell from my movement, the expression of my face, what's wrong. And then I can't speak and then I'm starting and now they're getting freaked out. And I'm like, uh, and I didn't want that because I'm like, oh my God, my parents do not deserve this to worry about me. Like that's all I wanted. Like I tried to kind of play it very close to the chest mm-hmm. as far as like nobody knew how bad things were for me and how depressed and anxious and everything I was during those years in California. Cause I didn't want my friends or my family to worry about me yeah. 3000 miles away as it is trying to get some traction for myself. And I'm like, oh. and basically um, it came down to like, I, the, the route when I kind of, you know, went inward and tried to figure it out was just like, I couldn't, I literally couldn't stand the idea of 2018 being as difficult of a year as 2017 was. And that's what—that's when I decided during that week, I'm like, I got to move back to Jersey because if I'm going to struggle in all ways just to pay the bills, keep my head afloat, let alone beyond my ambitions. If I'm going to struggle, let me at least do it and be around the people who mean the most to me yeah. and who I'm closest to. Like I don't need to be out there. And at that point, it was just diminishing returns after five years of being back out there. But you know, I, and I didn't want. There's a couple. I came close to the end of 2016 to literally just packing up the car, leaving, and figuring out how to break my apartment lease. But literally one night, I was telling my my girlfriend at the time, I was just like, "I gotta, I, I gotta, I can't do this. I gotta go. Like, I'm gonna pack whatever I can fit in my car and just drive the fuck home with my table between my legs." I'm so glad I did. Thankfully, she talked me out of it. I'm forever grateful to her for that because that would have mentally done me in. That would. Have, I don't know how long it would take me to bounce back from that yeah. if I had left in a huff. Um, You know, just completely driven by emotion Mm -hmm. and unable to – without having thought it through, just having that emotional reaction. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't know. I'm mentally having to recover from that, from the fact that I did that that way and that it came to an end in that way. I don't know what it would have taken to pull me out of that. That would have have been a whole other spiral. But anyway, um, I know how difficult it is. And even the idea of like resetting, it's like I got to go home and I don't know what I'm going to do. But I need to figure out the way forward. Mm-hmm. because I don't know if I could do this. Yeah. And I haven't struggled with like, because cre- my creativity wasn't great when I was out there either. And that yeah. was the other part. Like yeah. I wasn't, yeah. I was writing and submitting like these, uh, you know, like ABC is taking your sitcom pilots right now. We're looking for staff writers and stuff. And I would submit pilots. So if there's one that I feel like was a good idea, even though it wasn't the best uh, script I've written. Um, but I would like write and submit to all this stuff. And I wrote, you know, some other things. I wrote a spinoff based on a, a web series uh, some friends of mine had done. Um, and it's like the stuff just wasn't that good and I was honestly at the point where I was like I think creatively I'm done. Maybe I'm not as good as yeah. I, I think I am and I remember even having the conversation with my parents and again my girlfriend at the time and just saying like maybe I'm just going to – like maybe I just need to put all this behind me and I'm just going to become an electrician or a plumber or something like learn a trade that pays well. So at least I'm not going to have to worry about money <laughs> and then just like forget – like at this point close close the book on all this creative stuff.
1: Yeah. Definitely a crossroads. Yeah. For sure. And for
0: it's, sure. What, it, it's yeah. one – and I feel like that's – because I've, I've talked about that again kind of in bits and pieces. Um, But I feel like that's kind of like you're your going to Amsterdam. <laughs> moment, yeah. Well, where it's like well, I need to reset and figure out what I'm going to do because well, I can't continue the way things are going.
1: Well, the other part of that was um, for me, I, I was in education for about seven years, but I was uh, – I was always like fringe. So – there were times when I was a co-teacher or a power professional. Mm-hmm. There were times in the summer where I was—it was my show. I was a classroom teacher. I was the right, guy. Right. You know what I mean? And um, but to get the final final certification to just be no more fringe classroom teacher all the time, mm-hmm. I needed to do the alternate route that you could do here in. It's called the alternate route program here in Jersey, right. where you know you basically it's a fast track to getting your master's and your certification to be a licensed practicing teacher here in New Jersey. So. My family was crazy pressured to do, to just do that after all the yes. – after the, after the five years with the record label, after another seven years of figuring it out with being a fringe teacher. You're just like, yo, like
0: – This looks like security that yes, you're not getting is, from these other things.
1: This is safe. It's a government job. You should just do it. And then, mm. then my mom – her idea was like you can be a college professor like right afterward, not knowing that that's a whole – it's a whole, you work your way up to that. You don't just like go on. Indeed, oh, yeah. oh, oh, college professor. Let me just apply that real quick. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it doesn't work that way. You you work your way up to it. So I remember I was getting ready to do it. I had talked to a couple of uh, classroom teachers, and one of them uh, put me in contact with her daughter who was doing mm-hmm. the actual. She was just finishing up, and. Sent me the email with the whole breakdown of it and what I needed to do, and at Rutgers or I could do it at, at uh, Essex County College or Union County College. I could just, I could, I could just do it. Right. And I was getting ready to sign up and just start it, but something just not something. God, the universe, mm-hmm. whatever you that, want to call it, whatever yeah. you want to call it, some, Yah- some Yahweh, kind of intervention. Yahweh, Yeshua, whatever you want to call it,
0: Buddha, it was, Satan, any of them. Yes, somebody.
1: It was just like if you do this, bro. Mm. You are going to be so sick and so mad at yourself yeah. in a couple yeah, years. Yeah. You have no idea. So I was like, before I agree and like sign on for it, I talked to my principal at the time, Mark Hoyt, who was the principal at Union High School in New Jersey, really good friend of mine, also a Dallas Cowboy fan. Um,
0: <laughs> from New Jersey, it makes no sense, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Um, he, um, He had told me on a couple occasions, he's the reason why I got like full time fringe. Teaching. Right,
0: <laughs> full-time, fringe. That is, full-time that, fringe. I hope that's teacher. on your resume.
1: <laughs> it's actually the, the the term is paraprofessional. That's the term of
0: it. I know no, full-time fringe sounds but, pretty fri- sweet, but
1: fringe, fringe teacher is is, is basically what it is. Like, or coach or co-teacher is actually the other.
0: Well, term. when you write the autobiography, name the chapter "Full-Time Fringe."
1: Full-Time Fringe. There it is.
0: There you go. That's talk about the teacher. That
1: is 100 percent right, okay? the
0: autobiography. Yeah. I don't even want a Thank piece you. of it. That's yours. Free for nothing. Just but when r- you write the book, can you write the prologue or the forward? Uh, dude, good? I would be honored. Thank you. Thank you. Should I do it now? Like as you a group, I wrote a prologue for a book that has not well, you, happened you yet did for the, my friend Ryan. You did
1: the you did the you did the movie trailer dramatic intro for an episode cold, which was amazing. But I uh did. uh I can't wait. Watch to it. Watch it link it. in the description. Link in the bio. <laughs> yeah. Link in the bio. But um, I remember talking to him. Yes. I remember I, I went to his office. I went to Mark's office, and I'd always been in there. Like he, again, he's really good friend of mine he's, he's super hilarious he should do stand up comedy the fact that he's a principal <laughs> makes no sense but Probably, like, we what were are you doing here <laughs> we were we were talking about you know what i wanted to do and he was like listen man just do the alternate route i will make sure you get hired like mm-hmm. i will, just like i got you hired here mm-hmm. i will get you you like i will hire you so i remember asking him this point blank cuz this was what i made up my decision my mind i was mm-hmm. like mark buddy um <laughs> just just humor me how much do what is the starting salary intri- entry level for a classroom full-time teacher in in the state of New Jersey just 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 for shits and giggles i i, I need right. to know cuz i didn't know I didn't know. No one had ever told me. I'd right. asked around, but it was hard to to ask like tenured teachers because theirs bumped up because they've been there for 15 years. Yeah, so 20, they, they don't have a years. sense of the scale at no. all. Yeah. And it was different when they started. Right. <laughs> On top of that. Yeah. So he told me. He told me it was $62,000. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I knew already in my head that entry level uh, TV producer, radio producer, board technician, I knew already they make more than that. Fresh out of college, I knew they made more than that. Hmm. So already I was mad in my head. I'm just like, my parents are pushing me to make less than I would with my actual degree, because I actually have a degree. Actually, That's what gets lost in this whole, like, all this family (laughs) pressure of go back to school, go back to school. I was like, I finished school already. And I went for something that I actually wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I wanted to be in the world of communications. I just didn't know what I wanted to do in it. I, I thought it was going to be as like a you know beat writer or journalist mm-hmm. for like a sports team or whatnot. But as I got into it, I'm like maybe not specifically that, but I want to be in something in that world. I don't know yet. In but, media, in, but me- still, in, media yeah. in media, in yeah. media, in TV, on camera. It's broad enough. Bro- broadcast. Like, I can find. You know. <laughs> it's broadcast. It's yeah. the, the word broad is in it. <laughs> so, um, so once he told me it was 62, I told him I was like, well, Mark, you know, I got a degree already. I don't know if you knew that. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, wait a minute you do have a degree? I was like, yeah, I've got a degree in, in journalism. Yeah. Penn State, motherfucker. Penn, Penn State. He knew, <laughs> he knew about Penn State, but I don't think he knew what I went. He knew I had a degree. He's like, oh, he,
0: 64000 yeah. to start. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. That was before. That was, that was gross. That was the net. Yeah. You yeah,
0: s- <laughs> misunderstand.
1: <laughs> so once I told him that, like a light bulb went off his head. He's like, actually, I know a guy that you should talk to a friend of mine. Uh, our kids play soccer together. He works for, I think he works for the New York Giants, Gordon Deal. I think he's, he's got a radio show, I think in like South Brunswick. I can put you guys into contact with each other. Like he's, he's like, cause I didn't know. He's like, I didn't know you've worked here for like four years. Like I, I, I didn't know. Yeah.
0: You've been full-time fringe for so long. I've been full-time I, fringe so long. I just think of you as a full-time fringe guy it's, with the, the name that begins and ends in a U.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so, so he puts me in contact with Gordon Deal. Um, that really they there there landmark m- moments like 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 you know major moments like in in a, in a,
0: in a, right. in a YouTube video or whatnot. like <laughs>
1: so i'm saying like in my life that was another one
0: mm-hmm. and is this prior to or after answer this? this was after this okay was after. okay yes, this was so after. your mind was already closer to being right yes. than you were okay yes Good. I, I was already
1: i'd already cleaned things up Okay. I'd already made some big changes and, and and cut a lot of people off and, mm. and, and, made, and right. made a lot of big um, moves already mentally mm. and physically. So right. Because um, had this happened before, it yeah. might have
0: been more easily swayed. Yeah. That's why I wanted to check. Because, again, for people who are just like, wait a minute, where's this fall? That's why I want to know. I'm like, so your, your mind was already right. And your, your gut's already telling you, like, yes. you're not going to be happy if you're doing this. Yeah. Which yeah. you have to people downplay it because, you know, logic gets in the way. But your gut. Your gut knows. Knows like it knows you, you better. You got it. Gotta, be, you got to do this.
1: It knows you better than anybody. You know your gut, your mind, the, the, mm-hmm. your heart. I mean, the, the three of them they, they they know they know who you are. Yeah, they know they, like a back of your
0: hand. Literally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they're, part of, they're part of it. because they're part of it. But biology, see, that's what you get with your full time friends. You learn biology. <laughs> you may not make a mint, but guess what? <laughs> you learn. You learn the body is a series of organs. <laughs> This oh, is God. why, now see, Connor, this is why I said we can't do Like, I, I can't promise it's going to be a straight hour. Had we stopped at an hour, you'd have been like, you're done? <laughs> we had an ADHD brain, so if you guys were boring, I'd be out here yawning and stuff. I'd be right. thoroughly entertained. Dude, this. <laughs> <He's flowing. laughs> Thank you. All right, good. Because I'm, I'm going to look at the time, and I'm just like, if we'd stopped at an hour, it would have been like, that's it? Well, that's what that's happened? True. Yeah. Well, no, but it's oh, like for, like for God, sure. for, like we're on a roll. So like when we're, we're, we're getting – I'm not afraid to get deep on this show. So it's just like, no, let's talk about this stuff because, again, these are – and this is one of the reasons I like having a conversation like this. First of all, yeah. I know you're willing to be open about this stuff. Yeah. And also people want to hear – people are open to having these conversations right now and listening to them. Yeah. All the more reason I do like putting it out there when this comes up just because mm-hmm. it's like, listen, there's a lot that goes into it and stuff that doesn't happen till. I mean at this point you were – because you know we're talking a couple of years ago. So you're already – yeah, just, was, and just at thirty, basically. Yeah,
1: I was, I was thirty-one. Okay. This is so, this yeah. only. This was only five. what am I thirty-six now? I think. I don't, I don't know. You know tell me.
0: <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> only Do your like, heart, and your brain, and gut know that? How old are we? <laughs> this is only like
1: five years ago,
0: bro. Right. Like that's, like the, that's the wild part about that's, it. That's and that's it. <laughs> like you, you don't know. Like and that's part of it. It's just there's just and I don't know that we're starting to break out of it. I don't think so. But again, it's one of the things I like to put out there. It's like the idea that at 18, when you go to college, you should know what you're going to do. Or when you graduate college at 22, you got it all figured out is so insane that you you don't. You don't. And even, frankly, that was kind of the go-to line of people. I can't tell you how many people in the last 10 years like, go back to school. You got to re-educate yourself. Yeah, because the first degree was worth so much. The second one's going to be worthwhile too. Like totally yeah. yeah it's just like you just got divorced i'm getting married to get them in love it's like we saw how that played out the first time a divorce uh, person on here and the rate of like each marriage as you go up the rate of divorce goes from like so the first one's like 40 right and it's like 60 and then it's like close to 80 <laughs> percent wow. yeah oh. Wow. Yeah. It's like this isn't like the gym. The amount of reps does not help. The, the reps <laughs> like, do not yeah. impact the final result. You've already hit uh, the, the, the <laughs> level of failure. Okay. More reps will just go worse and worse. <laughs> that is dark. Glory. <laughs> That's why we're not married yet. It's okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, um, but anyway, so all this to say, you so you get hooked up with. Yeah, I got like hooked Dode. up with
1: Gordon Deal right. and he, he, he fixed my resume. Mm-hmm. Um, I still had dreadlocks at the time. Um, which was a whole phase that I, I I I look back on fondly because it, it was fun. I looked great with them on. Like my hair was flowing. And romanticized because you'll never do it again. And I'm <laughs> never doing it again. The maintenance was just out of control because I, I, my hair is – I've got Nigerian hair, so it's super thick. I, I like, Please
0: explain because some of us don't know.
1: Okay, so Nigerian hair – I say is, that
0: for Connor. I know exactly what you're talking about, but tell Connor.
1: Nigerian hair is very coarse. It's very, very – like if I grew an afro – you're gonna see it, and if you feel it, I'm picturing it right now, and I'm laughing yeah. my ass off. Continue. Like it's 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 very it's very strong, it's very strong, and and uh, I get that really from my from my um from my mom's side. Like mm. uh, my da- okay. my brother has thin hair; it's the complete opposite. He, really, like, he gets my dad's like genes. X
0: <laughs> are a funny thing. are Funny, they? <laughs>
1: they are. They are comical on, on so many <laughs> levels. Um, but I'll never forget. Um, I had a lot of candid conversations with Gordon, mm-hmm. and um, you know, he mentioned in detail that um because i asked him about my hair mm-hmm. i i was just candid about it i was like um you know i've got dreadlocks you know is that going to be a problem getting into the world of media mm. and i could tell he was a was a little uncomfortable at first considering he is a white guy what um
0: <laughs> was a name like that
1: uh, chipper chipper deal or yeah, right. uh, C- tucker deal yeah right? <laughs> Gunner Deal. Gunner, Gunner. <laughs> um,
0: Todd Deal coming at you, ladies and gentlemen. Coming
1: at you. Todd is actually, he owns the Wizards.
0: Todd, Jesus <laughs> Todd Davis. But, uh, but, um, no, he's named Todd. What color is he? I'm just kidding. Now so we're hitting into Irish territory. I didn't he's, mean,
1: to do he's that. Mexican. He's Mexican. Uh, but no,
0: he's not, he's <laughs> not Mexican. <laughs> oh my no, I know you're playing, this. like, <laughs> not a name like Todd. He's not. I mean, somebody is, but, you know, he's an institution somewhere because he lost his mind from being named Todd.
1: Oh my God! Um, Go on, but no. He uh, so no. Gordon was very straightforward. He was like, "Listen, um, the gatekeepers in this industry, they look like me. They right. just do." He right. was so honest and straightforward about it, and I, I, I appreciated it. I did, like, because he could have just like blue smoke and been yeah, like, like, oh no, no that's no, your don't work, worry about that's it. you. And and uh, to take it a step further, when so when I did get fast forward after the Wizards job. Like we're going all over the place here, but when after I got the Wizards job, and then COVID happened, mm. which was terrible. Yeah, it was just, it was terrible. It was it was terrible, and it was great at the same time. And I'll tell you yeah. why. It was terrible in the sense that I was on tour with the Harlem Wizards. We were in month six of an eight month tour, coast to coast. I had already gone coast to coast. I started in Jersey. We were in California. We did we did the South. We did the Southwest. We did we're doing the Midwest. We were back in Jersey. I was at the Hard Rock Cafe in a freaking uh, loft window. Like I had a great palatial room. We were doing three games and three nights as well as the, uh, the, um, uh, whatever the, the, the civic center that was around mm-hmm. that area. And, and this is where, this, this was, uh, this was, um, uh, oh, man, this was, this was 2020. It's 2020. Right. I'm trying to remember what
0: area we were in Atlantic city. Yeah. I think oh, okay. I believe we were in Atlantic city. Yeah. Well, at least you're in striking distance at home. Okay. Yeah. We were in
1: AC. We were in AC. Uh, so and I was um, so so but b- from the Gordon Deal um, reset as well, yes, I, that facilitated the Harlem Wizard job, game changer for me because it's in entertainment. It's live entertainment. Mm. It's basically everything I always wanted to do. And the fact that I was a musician for five years, signed, I'm already used to performing in front of crowds. And backtrack even before that, stand-up comedy as being an unsigned artist, I've Mm. already been in front of crowds. Emceeing a a live basketball game with trick hoops and alley-oops. Are Mm -hmm. you kidding me? Like I can do that with my eyes closed. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But doing the wizard job, like really gave me a great idea and a great sense of what live production and putting together a show mm-hmm. and putting together a, a, an event or putting together production. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I'd never really done that. I'd just been a performer myself. Exactly. So
0: but all the, this, the scale of like production yes. and everything. You're like, Oh, yes. this is what's like to put on a show. Absolutely. There's performing and there's putting on a show. This
1: comp- two completely different worlds. Yeah, exactly. So, so doing that, doing the wizard's job, um, up until covid was was a game changer for me and i'll never forget during like a little bit after covid happened we had to suspend operations cuz the whole world stopped yes and then i eventually got the job that i have now with uh, Cadence 13 and odyssey
0: mm-hmm. as a
1: podcast producer um i'll never forget when i was interviewing for it um, I'm not gonna say her name. <laughs> she, but it was, she 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 um her she I think her family's from um and she herself, they're from the West Indies. Mm-hmm. And uh, she onboarded me, Zoom style, mm-hmm. and she was like, Wow, I like I was looking at some of your LinkedIn profiles and whatnot, and you had dreadlocks and she's like, This is my first time seeing you. She's like, It's a good thing you cut those. Like she was mm. completely honest with me. Yeah. And yeah. mind you she's the head
0: of HR. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she doesn't have to do that totally but, <laughs> but but respect for the people who 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 share reality on reality's terms because like it or not as much as people want to just be like how dare you tell somebody they cut dred- or if they want to make it a thing about like heritage or anything like that it's like it's not you need to if you want to navigate the world as it is, and sorry it's a superficial world this is not news to anybody but it's like if you want to navigate this if this is something you're married to. And look, mm-hmm. I keep threatening every other week. I'm like, I'm just going to bald my head. This takes a lot of work. But everyone's <laughs> like, no, that's actually your look. And now you stand out. Like when I had short hair, I was just another nondescript honky. But now <laughs> like I have a that always get, that got a big laugh um, even, even from fellow honky. Uh, so I, uh, <laughs> said, said <hunky. laughs> I I've used that word so many times on the show. I mean, look, it's it doesn't actually hurt. Like George Jefferson was saying it 50 years ago, and I don't think anybody was upset. I don't think I was get pissed off about me saying the word honky. Wow. I hope not. Cause I'm going to keep saying it <laughs> anyway, but rim shot. it's like if I, yeah. <laughs> post-production room shot. Um, anyway, but the idea of just like, yeah, like when I had short hair, it's just kind of like nondescript. And like this period I stopped wearing, you know, my earrings and everything like that. And just again, because of COVID just didn't get a haircut for like 19 months or however long it was, 17 months. <laughs> yeah, my brother something. was cutting my hair. And it, yeah. well, I was, <laughs> I mean, That's the funny his hair thing. Too. Again, <laughs> again, my girlfriend at the time was just, we were, we were locked down and I got a haircut in December. And then it's like, April, May-ish. So this is about three years ago. And I had clippers because I try to maintain my neck just because. Like, that's something guys don't pay attention to. That's so one of the things I pride myself on the details. That's true. That's true. So that's I have true. clippers and a mirror and everything, and I just maintain my neck. And um, and I said to her, like, should I just shave my head? I mean, my hair wasn't that long. It had been five months. And I had my hair cut short anyway, you know, at, at that point. So it wasn't particularly long. But I was like, shave my head. She's like, no, I've seen you with a shaved head. I don't like it. It could have just gone the other way. I could be a dude who just had a shaved head, which, again, fairly nondescript but now especially cuz like my hair gets wavy when it gets longer like it's descriptive uh, distinctive excuse me but um now people are just like no this is uh, like no this is like your look and you're also like one of the few you know grown men without a beard you know, it's like, and it, no, no, I'm saying like, it's, it's common. <laughs> it like like, every... I'm not saying anything. No, but yeah. Both of you dudes have beards, but no, honestly, it's one of the things. This that, was like, COVID though. Co- this happened because of COVID. Right. It and, just, it, like... and it
1: just never went away.
0: And you'd, you'd miss it if you shaved it off. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's, and that's what i said said. Like,
1: everyone's like, when are you going to cut your hair? I was like, ah. yeah, I was, I I was a, I've was, i been a goatee guy my whole life and I still am. Mm. It's still there. Right. You know what I mean? But the beard happened because of COVID and I was like, you know what? I can just shape it up and exactly the chin strap and. You know, my girl loves it, yeah, you know, so, I was, it. So, so I was like alright I'll it. keep it I'll keep it so, so that's so. yeah
0: that that's kind of the funny thing is like oh it's well now it's distinctive so even yeah. the idea of people just who have you know who know of what they speak I've yeah. just been like no keep it no don't because it's actually a, you have a distinctive look aside yeah. from like this is how I dress anyway you know but yeah. um, mm-hmm. as you know <laughs> which <laughs> was so funny when we actually met for sushi at the time we're like how did I know you wore a leather jacket I was like just, I gave you the right y- impression y- yeah I just c- giving c- you the right c- impression
1: consistent man consistent <laughs> you every, knew every time we went out for dinner, yeah. The process of the courting process of the out. <laughs> like he was, I was like, this guy's got a look. The he's like, pro- he's, he's like Doug, funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, now I'm, I'm like, offended. Well, Roger Klotz wore a leather jacket, and you're not did Roger he? Klotz. Okay. He did. He, he was green. All right, he all had right. Red hair, and he wore a leather jacket. Okay, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> you're not Roger but Klotz. I'm you're not, not. Thanks. You're better. Than I've that. been called worse. You're better than but that. But I'm <laughs> glad I'm not him. You're more for Tommy from Rugrats. Anyway,
0: I um. So that that is one of those things where it's like, sorry, but it, there is something to be said for image or how you present yourself 100 percent to the world. So it's not 100%. like and again, it, it's something people want to get hung up on. I mean, I'm totally against, you know, referees who have no business cutting off a kid's dreadlocks or a wrestling now. like that, yeah. that's fucked up. But like when it comes to somebody giving you just practical advice, like, listen, this this will help. And it's not something like, no, I'm married to these. you don't understand. Yeah. You know? and I,
1: I was for a it's, long time It's
0: useful. I, I was cause, To hear that cause because the, that's a reality
1: Because the way my, my mother spent it and a lot of like family relatives, you know obviously Nigerian, mm-hmm. like it's, it's frowned upon with older culture of like having it. It's like, yo, it's associated with having oh, dreadlocks. It's having dread, on. yeah, really? it's, it's frowned on. It's like, yo, if you have dreadlocks, you're black American. So we're automatically—you're uh, automatically not a part of our culture. Okay. And number two, we're automatically going to lump you in. You're a drug dealer. You've got five baby what? mamas. No you're a, shit. you're a criminal. You're a thug. You're a hoodlum. Pretty
0: much. So the stereotypes are almost more pervasive. Yeah, and in, in the that people are really like—they are
1: tied into the culture. They're, wow. they're one in the same. Wow. You know what I mean? And it took—you um, know—obviously, I, I, I never took them to heart because I understood growing up in the hood that, yeah. I'm in the hood, and some of my friends do sell drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's no, common they, knowledge. They,
0: they don't come out of, stereotypes don't come out of nowhere. They they no, don't. Not saying they're always right, but there, there's some truth
1: to to to, to some of these um, quote unquote myths or whatnot. But it's mm-hmm. not it's it's not it's not the uh, it, it's it's a generality. You see what I'm saying? It's oh, not, yeah, oh yeah, generalizing in a huge way. Yeah, it's not it's not fact. I had plenty of friends that were super super smart and nerdy like me. Mm-hmm. And I my saving grace is I played sports. So mm-hmm. I was a nerd, but I was athletic. And my mm-hmm. brother was the same same way. He was mm-hmm. just as big of a nerd as me. but he played basketball. I played basketball, I played baseball. So yes, I'm in all the GT gifted and talented classes and mm-hmm. I got good grades and so forth, but I play ball too. Like, yeah, I'm tall, I'm African, I got long arms. You see what I'm saying? Like, so <laughs> you dig like and I can talk sports, I can talk shop or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I just understood really early on that i don't generalize people let me get to know some people let me get to right. know, let me get to talk to you let me get to know you and i'm it really college helped too because g- going to college and getting away from my comfort zone and getting away from my, you know, common environment or whatnot, it was great to go to Pennsylvania and, you know, I, I'm still really close friends with a lot of my friends from college. You know, most of them live in New York, mm. <laughs> pretty much all of them live in New York or <laughs> Pittsburgh and I talk to them or, and see them on a regular basis and they, they, <laughs> the fact that I got into this world, they tell me all the time, they're just like, bro, this is 100% what you should be doing and there's no it's not surprising that you're thriving in it because we owe like this, you behind a mic, you telling stories, you, you meeting people for and them sharing their stories. Right. That's 100% your lane. So it's like, but again, if I would have gone in closed minded, Oh, this person's from such and such. Like I'm not even going to bother talking to them or this person you know, what I mean, they look a certain way, or they, mm-hmm. they talk a certain way, or they, you know, they make one joke. And I, not having tough skin, I'm a youngest sibling. Like I'm used to, like you know, getting picked on and bullied and so forth. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, and I grew up in the hood. So <laughs> like this doesn't, I, I, I'm, I can take a joke. Yeah, I can, I, you your skin's I mean? thick enough. My my yeah. skin is way thick enough. I I, I don't take stuff to heart. And at the same time, I can dish it. You know I can, dish it back, I can dish it. I can take it. I can dish it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like – but I don't know. It's just – I I. I really enjoy meeting people and, you know, getting these stories off. It's called Unfiltered Authentic Conversations for a reason because every – I feel – now. I feel like – I believe – I strongly believe everyone has an unfiltered authentic conversation in them. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, it's just – you know, everyone's got their own story and every, everyone's got a story.
0: Everyone's and got I'm a story. Made, everyone's got a
1: story. So it's like it, it, it's my it's my gift to be able to, you know, of course, share mine, but to find some commonality in other people's. Right. So which, which is why I love what I do.
0: And, and to bring it up to date, you said yeah. before you're an independent artist now. Yes. Um, There was was there a gap? Because I just noticed in terms of like your music videos anyway on your YouTube channel. Again, yeah, link down below. Um, was there a period where music was on the back burner? Or Yeah, actively doing it. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, when because um, you are now you are releasing singles, as you said, kind of like yeah. Home, no, I, I, I got
1: I got back to it the, the, when um a, a big part of that was depression. A mm-hmm. big part of that was um, like, what's the point? Nobody's listening to it. Nobody's hearing it. Nobody's buying. Nobody's buying you know, it. Nobody's it's like, why. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's watching it. I'll drop a video and I'll get like five hundred views maybe on YouTube, and it's just like, all right. Congrats! Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Low ROI. Yes, yeah. low, low yeah. ROI. Yeah. Um, because again, I am I, um, the pact I made my with myself is like okay, when I do, because I, I I didn't. It's not like I was like okay, I'm giving up on music. Mm-hmm. I'm like I gotta pause this because yeah. I don't have the tools to market this properly because now I was after when I got off the record label I was to I was introduced to the to the to the term marketing mm-hmm. you know, I mean the whole five years I was signed marketing was nowhere present in the in the story it was the not, music was supposed to do the, that the, yeah the, the songs music were sold gonna, itself yeah yeah marketing was not a cast member it was not on the show whatsoever so I I promised myself that okay when I get back to recording songs to putting videos out, to putting content out, I've got to have a better understanding of how to get it in front of people and consistently get it out in front of people. And not just that, the other part, which came to me just now, is the look. Because I was shooting primarily with my boy Randy Troy, but Randy Troy had his own career aspirations, and I respected that. And I I knew at some point, I was like, Randy's probably going to get married before me. He's probably going to have a kid before me. And Mm -hmm. on top of that, he has other like, passions, like, like, anime and so forth. He can't be my, be all end all. I've got to find other people to shoot me, um, to, to, to pack it, to, and I knew I needed to repackage and rebrand myself because I was like, I need, I need, I need a Jenny Jones makeover. Take it all (laughs) the way back to the nineties.
0: Well, now you're dating us. Yes, totally. Connor doesn't even know who Jenny Jones is. He's (laughs) like, is that, is that the weight loss program? No. (laughs) No, there's Jenny Craig. <laughs> All right, well, he got that reference, but you didn't say shit with Jenny Jones. You know no. right? You feel <laughs> old like, as fuck now, don't you? So Jim, Jim Jones, the rapper? <laughs> 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 You're going to brand yourself after Jim Jones? Shout out to Cabo. The Kool-Aid guy? Wait, what? <laughs> anyway.
1: No, the rapper. Lord have mercy. I'm talking about the rapper. I ain't talking about the Kool-Aid. I guy. know that. I was,
0: I'm just saying. The, no, I'm talking about for, for the camera. i was Yeah, about somebody, viewers. yeah. Somebody YouTube comments just like this fucking
1: guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But but honestly, the um, <clears throat> so you I kn- knew you had to. You I had kn- to I knew come the, back to it with a fresh. Yes, with the, everything. A rebrand, Approach, the look, everything. the sound, and the marketing had to be top tier if I was going to keep doing it. Right. I, I that's the when I got back from Amsterdam, that was one of the packs I made with myself. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, you're you're good at this. Like you're you're, you're top tier at this, but your presentation is not. Yeah, It's not. Your rollout is just as trash as a lot of these dudes that are trying to do it. Mm-hmm. So, And you're better than that. And your music and your presentation deserves better. So that has to match. And until that matches, I'm not putting out nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just said that flat out. So... I think the la- I put out a video. I think in 2018, I I shot part. Randy Troy shot it. It was uh, part of it was in Philly. The other part was shot in Dominican Republic, which was super fun for a number of reasons that I'm not going to mention on camera. Nope. <laughs> nope. he's happily he- spoken for, and I'm happily spoken for. Um, but what I will say is, I told I-, I just knew that the look had to match, like I mentioned before. Yes. So I so Eddie Hartthrob put me in contact with A1 Vision who is my primary video videographer now who shot with everyone he's been on the podcast episode 4 which i think is the to 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 the to date i believe that's the highest viewed video um, episode i have i think that over eight thousand views for that one nice which is nuts like uh, he's shot with buster rhymes he's shot for netflix stranger things he's shot with um kiss he's shot with freaking a bunch of international latino artists um he he he, and he's probably one of the most in-demand videographers not just in new york but in the country period Mm. like a1 visions that guy so when i got hooked up with him the first thing we shot was Jonah the Great with me, him, and Eddie Heartthrob, which, again, like I mentioned, is a theme song for my podcast. And it all just, it was a movie. he He's hes a huge Christopher Nolan fan like me. He's a huge Batman nerd like me. He's a huge movie nerd like me. So mm-hmm. we both get each other. Right. And every video we've done, we've done six videos now, I believe. Mm-hmm. Each and every one is a standalone movie. I think we just shot the seventh one, uh, Whole Vibe, Willie Beeman, last month. That, that one's on the way. And... My look, like people and 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 friends and 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 viewers and 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 followers, they saw the they saw the change mm-hmm. when I, when I went from the you to you go boy is just a, is a completely different situation altogether. Right. Like I look at older videos and I look at what I'm doing now, yeah, and like it, it's not it's not even in the same ballpark at all. So, um but the. the a one vision, Eddie Hartthrob, like like my my circle and I might snap. Who's my who's my photographer? Right. Like my, once again it, it go, it, everything keeps coming back full circle. When my team became top tier and pristine, the music, the podcast, the visuals, the content just took another level. And then the marketing, I got I got hooked up with some tremendous marketing tools from Eddie Hartthrob and from people in my circle. Which has helped too. Like, it, really, the music videos are carrying the channel. To be honest with you, yeah. Like the the majority they get a lot of traction they get a lot of traction. Like every every music video I've done with A One Vision, the the, the the least one is I think at ninety six thousand. Everything else is at 100, 102 or one hundred twenty, or one hundred eight thousand. Everything else is in six figures. The the majority of people who watch my podcast is believe it or not is on TikTok. Like TikTok is where is where the podcast really took off. Like we're at about 300,000 views on TikTok. And that's just nice. off of 20 episodes. Mm-hmm. And I've only released 17 of them. So, and the podcast will be a year old. uh ju- a couple weeks, yeah, in yeah, June. In a, yeah. yeah, in June. In June 9th, my brother's birthday. I marked that on purpose. June 9th, the podcast turns one. I think by then we'll probably be up to episode 25 or 30. But the traction and growth in the year's time, mm-hmm. like I, I, I didn't see it coming and i'm fine with that i'm okay with that <laughs> i I'm, I'm good with not knowing sometimes like I, that's the other pact i made with myself i made a yeah. lot of pacts yeah. with myself it's like like i I've, i was such a control freak of like i have to know and i have to have my finger on the button of everything and i need to know i need to know i need to know but not yeah. but it goes back again to the point once you put it out and once it goes public once that youtube video goes public mm-hmm. or once that clip that you clipped up in your ho in your in your in your dungeon in your war room <laughs> <laughs> your bat cave once
0: that goes public mm-hmm. and you let that shit go, it's not yours anymore, right It doesn't belong to you anymore, and that's it, letting go yes it's so and it's something we it's something I had to kind of um it's the way I had to grow the yeah. idea of like. You know, But this idea or this whatever it is, you hold it as so precious yeah. that you also are kind of reluctant. And I'll admit it held me back in terms of music because there are a lot of things that said it's not good enough, it's not good enough. I mean there were songs I didn't even bring into rehearsal to present to my bandmates because I'm like, it's not good enough, it's not good enough, it's not good Just hold it as just like – and it's—I don't know if it's narcissism. I don't know if it's a lack of self-confidence. I don't know exactly what that is. And I try not to overanalyze it's all, it's that. All that. It really probably it's, is. It's, it's probably a, a deadly it, cocktail of all it, those negative things. It's a giant
1: <laughs> Molotov cocktail. Yeah. Throw some anxiety and depression in there. Exactly. And fear. And you're just like I can't and, fe- I can't. and really, fear. Fear is is the is that's the li- that's the lighter lighting the <laughs> cloth
0: lighting the <your> Molotov <laughs> cocktail. Molotov. Yeah. That's the, the fears. That you're right. you right.
1: It one hundred percent because like. My thing it would always be like, oh my God, like what if people think its like mm-hmm. what if people hate it? Like what if it sucks? Right. What if it's not as good as I thought it? Like, you know what? I'm not gonna put it out. You know what? I hate it. Exactly. You know I mean, and then you get in your head and before you know it, something that's like really probably maybe your best what you've done is always your best work. Your yeah. most recent work is always your best work. <laughs> I I I like I re I rejected that for years. Mm-hmm. Once I accepted that. Another big change in my life happened. Mm-hmm. Like your 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 best, yo. This this is my best work because you just did it. It's fresh yeah. out the oven.
0: Yeah, like it's you, the accumulation of all your prior experience. Yes, yes. If your best song was five years ago, that's bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: If your best podcast, what, what episode is this going to be? This is two twenty four. Okay, this is two twenty four. If your best podcast episode was seven. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what the
0: fuck have you been doing? Exactly.
1: <laughs> the other Let me say for the bucks.
0: record, it's not <laughs> exactly. Don't go back and listen to Cape Seven. Yeah, don't boo. just don't.
1: Like I went back and listened to episode. One. I watched episode one with
0: Dave Sturcio from
1: back in June of last year. Mm-hmm. There are no graphics. There are drops. <laughs> drops are in there. <laughs> no way. There's no there's no graphics. I don't even have a You Go Boy. I I had my old hat. The first mm-hmm. the one I got in Koreatown from Philly. You <laughs> know what I mean? And they had a You Go
0: Boy podcast hat? Wow.
1: yes. Yes, the who leg before was I, had a ma- I had I had made out there. Okay. I, I didn't know Amazon makes better ones, believe it or not. Shout out to yeah, Jeff the, Bezos. Yeah, I know
0: the Merch <laughs> on Demand. I know who who knew who knew. I, I have that who stuff knew? saved too because there's people just like, can I get a shirt? I'm like, I don't have shirts. they like, why not? I'm shout like, out what? to yo.
1: Shout out to Amazon. Yo. Amazon, Jeff Bezos, I know he, like, he gets a lot of crap for like trying to take over the world, like Elon Musk. They make some good freaking hats. <laughs> they make good hats. This is this is testament to it. <laughs> I just had
0: somebody ask me for a cape hat um, a couple of days ago, actually, because he wears hats. He's a singer, and he wears hats at every show. He's like, I will wear it. You got a hat? I'm like, I don't. But if you're going to wear it now, I'm going to get one. This costs so six bucks to make. Oh, Disclaimer. <laughs> oh, it's on now. <laughs> No, people have been asking me for merch. We got a bunch of very well loved quotes from the show, from the history of the show, especially the recent history of the show. Uh, this this era, Kate Mark Three. That like, yeah, those <laughs> there need to be shirts. People want to wear these quotes, or we'll put them on stickers you or know, whatever. You the hell you, know you know
1: I'll wear. You know I know you will. I know you will. So please, um, merch me up, man. It's
0: it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, which what was the inspiration to again to completely bring us up to date? Um sure, sure. What was the the inspiration to finally start doing the podcast? Because you're still new. Yeah. I'm not saying that is. I don't no, mean that no, in any no, no, pejorative. It's, it's true. I'm saying it's you've been doing it for a year and you're still figuring it out, which is you know you all do. We all have to do our reps. Facts, big facts.
1: Um, so I was doing the base podcast with my brothers from Penn State, and we're still doing it. Um, mm. you know, life has happened, so we went on a bit of a hiatus, but I think we're gonna get back to recording, right. um, in person, um, because we were doing virtual all throughout COVID. Yeah, and even the year after COVID in 2021, mm-hmm. we did a ton of episodes with the four, four, four squares. Yep. <laughs> <We> <laughs> like, all did free, them. like clubhouse or whatever. <laughs> and, um, you know, so I, uh, the, I, I'd, I'd been wrestling with what my show would look like the whole time of doing the bass. Cause I'm, I'm a producer on there too, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't do the editing for that. My boy, uh, Jose does. Um, uh, and, uh, but I was like, I I'm not ready. It's not ready yet. It's not. It's not ready yet. I kept. I, and I, I started to fall back into some old habits of, yeah. you know what? I, I, yeah. I you know, I'll, I'll get to it, or I'll get to it, or I'll get to it. I'll get to it. You know, what I mean, it's. I got to get this. I, I need this. I need this. I need this. So, what put it all together is when I got invited on to the Under Review podcast at Bravery Studios with my mm-hmm. girl Dinash, her cousin. I went to Benedict's with. Um, for ah, prep school Okay. again the universe just putting like the alchemist just putting things yep. in the proper order so stuff, the stuff happens the world is smaller
0: than you think people it big, really is
1: big facts so I got invited on there to do sports talk on that show which is I can do with my eyes closed which I do on <laughs> the Hugo Boy podcast we do sports he's talk he's got shades on, on. he might yes. be doing this show with my yes. eyes closed for Shout all while. Shout the mongo love you buddy oh never mind uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got invited to do Under Review like three times this is like this is what this is God talking to you, man. By the second by the third time, I remember driving, cause she always records hers at night. I'm driving at night to Bravery Studios for the third time, and just it it felt like someone was in the car with me. I'm not even exaggerating. This is exactly what Go I ahead. was feeling driving. I felt like someone was next to me talking to me, was just like, so I mean, you, you got you have Marv's number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna see Marv again. He's the the extent. Marv actually offered um, to, to to do the t- in person tour the first time I was there, mm. and I was just like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll you know, let me talk to let me talk to some
0: of the guys yeah, yeah, at the base yeah, and, and put we'll it. Think together, about it. You know, yeah. Put, yeah,
1: exactly. Straight <laughs> Kermit the Frog boys and everything. Um, yeah, I'll see. I'll, <laughs> see. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Let <laughs> me check with this piggy. Yeah, um, and it's like. So we're, I'm driving to do the under review podcast for like third time. And it's like, yo, I, I got to do this. I started to put together for, for the first time what it would look like. I knew two things I needed though, that was unimpeachable. I definitely needed a logo, which I did not have. And I know I needed an intro video. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew what song I wanted to use because I've got a lot of them, <laughs> but I was like, I don't have an intro video. and I don't have a logo. So Dan DiCarlo who came from the Randy Troy arc? <laughs> um, He did my logo for me. He did a couple logos for me. He did the the kid You Go Boy logo, which I use in the podcast, and the adult You Go Boy with um with with the glasses on, the shades
0: okay. and the it chain, shades
1: chain, and 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 uh, and uh, um the the cross earring, and um so and then so I sent that to Eddie Hartthrob, and then he I, he sent me a couple different prompts with fonts and i'm just like i'm no, just not i just don't see it man it's it's not and he i could tell he was getting frustrated with me cuz <laughs> he he records me so right. <laughs> and, and i record him so it's like this is what we do to each other <laughs> um he sends me back this one and he was very strategic because this this is how you know someone knows you. This is Marvel font. I think I've told you before, but this yes. is Marvel yes. font. This is the actual font that Marvel uses on like the posters mm-hmm. and before the movies. So he put the You Go Boy podcast in the Marvel font, wrapped it around the logo, and was just like, "Yo, man!" And I'm just like, "Yes, yeah, yes, that's the one. yes." This 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 is this I knew it. Is it? This is it. He's like, "All right, cool, we're done." And then he made me the intro video. I made some tweaks to it when I just when he showed me what CapCut was cuz I didn't even know what CapCut right. was. I and, I and I just knew Final Cut Pro from college. Mm-hmm. And iMovie. Um so um I created the intro video and um he did the logo and then I was like, "You know what? I know people to bring on from just life." Mm-hmm. So and it really took off it was it was a, it was a lot of i know that was long winded but that was a lot no, was not, a lot of this entire show
0: is long winded Are you kidding <laughs> it was I'm a saying lot of Kate, not this episode this episode falls right in line with the rest of Big the facts, other 223 that part that part
1: um yeah a lot of moving pieces but once i got those final two pieces mm. like voltron
0: right know, and i'll make yes. the head
1: I mean, it um it all came together and uh i knew i wanted to drop uh on my birth- brother's birthday so i could have a nice marked date mm. and it's it's been it's been a it's been a ride man it's been fun and uh we're just getting started i can't believe it's oh, been yeah. a year already you know what i mean uh, exactly and i loved I loved when you came on man i, I did i mean I we, had I, fun. I, I we had fun I i knew when we when we did the die hard panel i was telling jason this i didn't tell you this oh, i was like i was like from the first 2 minutes not even the first 5 minutes i was just like i'm getting everyone on here on my show <laughs> they they don't even know it yet I, because like, i just know that I, the energy's there because we all do this, so we know what this world entails. Yes. And the conversations are going to be really good.
0: And that was the the thing, too, with the even doing the panel. Because it's just like, Marv had us on, a host in his own right. Yeah, um, a podcaster. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> Having three other hosts on, where it's like, we all do group shows, we all do interviews, we all know how to take the ball and run with it, we know how to pass the ball, so he and I say this all time. I do this on the show. Like it's just like I make sure I get ringers. I'm like here are people who show up who like I don't. I could just sit back. I don't need to say anything. Like I could just let the people <laughs> I have on go, and that's fine. And like that's what he did. He stacked the deck with getting all of us because he knew we'd be fine. And at the same time, he's like, oh, they're all movie nerds. This is gonna work well, and it did. Yeah. And that's what I was just. And again, even that, it's. You know when you click with people, which you ultimately needs to happen in person, yes. which was solidified when we all went out to sushi. Yes, that yes, night, which was yes, amazing. Yes, but even on Zoom, it's just like we, yeah, we, we all get along. Yeah, this is going to be just yeah, fine. He gets it. This is going to be he just fine, it. you know. And that's why Connor fits in so well because he's sitting here and he's enjoying himself and he's just like <laughs> I've wait. I I thought tonight was going to be a big drag, and here I am now. I'm actually laughing and I'm entertained. <laughs> it's like the show's not so bad after all. Ming warned me, and yet you know here I am at 10 p.m. Anyway. Uh, shot, that pretty much shot, brings us up to date. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to do post on my shows. I normally don't. I may have to, mm-hmm. um, but that does bring us basically up to date. And this, see this, and again, we've we've talked privately about a lot of the stuff that you know the importance of like mental health and getting your mind right and oh, things like motivation yes, and, uh, and all that because there's a lot there's a lot of great information out there. And a lot of you can learn from other people's experience. I'll say that, too. You know, other people have gone through stuff and they are willing to share it with you. So you don't need to go through the same things, but you may need to hear some things a couple of times before they finally click. I can say that's absolutely true for me. And, you know, it takes. I I can't remember. I would love to give credit with who said it, but I can't recall who said it. And I know people, you know talk about like ah motivation doesn't matter it's just like you know discipline's more important blah blah blah, blah. It, it all counts yeah. but the idea of like you know when it comes to motivation i wish i could remember who said it but they said you know it's it's like taking a shower you don't take a shower once and you're clean and that's it <laughs> it's like you need to like you need to keep doing it like you need to keep it in there because otherwise and look i i completely agree it's like yeah you need to keep Putting good thoughts in your head because as people who are, you know, predisposed for whatever reason with anxiety and depression, it's like, well, yeah, we need to put good ideas in our head because left alone, you know, Throne I yeah, I, I, sta- yeah, <laughs> I, I, I shared the quote, you know, stand guard at the, at the door of your mind or something like that. I'm forgetting exactly what it was when I hit a hundred days of meditation uh, earlier in the year, hundred consistent days in a row. Um, but that's what it is. Like when the guard at the door of my mind falls asleep, that's when the thoughts come in and mm-hmm. the unhealthy thoughts, let's say. And it's something you need to make sure you're putting good information in. You got to make sure you're getting – scraping off the residue. And it's tough. Oh, man. It's yeah. tough to go through. I don't know, we even talked about it. Maybe you don't want to say it. But like no, are you in therapy right, or right. have you been? Are you finally? I, you or? know, I haven't done okay. the therapy thing.
1: You know, here's why I haven't. I, I'm not opposed to it. I think right. – I, I believe I, – I believe, not I believe. I know unequivocally because I, I, I'm big on manifestation mm. and – I want to say the overwhelming majority of things, especially post-2019, mm-hmm. has come into fruition. So I already know I'm going to need it when um, when bigger life moments take place, mm-hmm. when marriage takes place, when kids take place, when—
0: When you're out of your depth. Yes. When you're out of w- your depth. Big yes. life
1: changes are going to call for just with the way my wine's wired, 1,000% yeah. I know I'm going totally. to need it. The, the reason why I haven't done it to this point is because I've been the therapist for so many people in my life. Like I'm, 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 I'm the, I'm the, the Doctor Phil for so the much better looking. I'm the Doctor Phil for so many people in my circle, relatives, close friends, my brother, <laughs> my both my parents. Um, they come to and, and and I I shied away from it. Mm-hmm. I shied away from it for a number of years,
0: and. It's well, not easy. Cuz unless you were completely made of steel, it's hard to not absorb other people's emotions yeah. in some way where they just roll right off you. It's like, a, it's a
1: bucket, man. You you, t-
0: you do take it on to a degree. It's a bucket. You're Everyone right.
1: has their own and it it's not an endle- it's not a, it's not an endless well. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, it get it goes empty and when it does, you know, I can't talk to you today. Like, I can't, yeah i like, well and give, even to lead.
0: recognize that, yeah, that even that is an acquired skill, <laughs> yes, yes, so it's <laughs> it, a developed skill, I should say
1: and I, i'm just i'm so used to um again I, I know i'm i know, I know, I just know me, I know it's it's gonna happen, mm-hmm. um um it's just like I, I know at this point, at this current moment in time in my story it's it's not a it's not uh it doesn't necessitate it, but it will come. And I'll know when mm-hmm. un- unequivocally, I'll know when uh, but um but but yeah, because you've it. mentioned that you've done it, and mm-hmm. and I applaud you for doing it, especially um getting to know you throughout the
0: the whole process uh with the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Where and you were recording. incidentally basically cast as my therapist. Yeah. That's how I pitched it to him. I was, like, I sent him the script. I was like, are you interested in reading this thing? Like, am I it's interested in
1: not doing no acting? <laughs> doing what I do a yeah. couple times a week anyway?
0: Sure. <laughs> but I said, because knowing he's a huge Sopranos fan, I was like, you get to be the Dr. Melfi in this thing. And he is. And so much so that, see, you dropped a reference to Dr. Phil. I reference <laughs> you being Steve Harvey in the script. <laughs> And <laughs> and what and did I yesterday. watch? What I just watched yesterday. Dude, I, I have that saved my YouTube watch <laughs> later because I'm like, I gotta watch. Like the, the clips you shared in your story, I'm telling you, I'm like, I gotta watch that whole thing. It's two hours. I don't care. So, a little backstory Steve
1: Harvey came on the Club Shay Shay podcast mm. with Shannon Sharp. And yes. the second that premiered,
0: I was like, we're clearing my schedule.
1: It's two oh, hours. Dude,
0: just even him talking about. The, like the how the Kings of Comedy tour started, I'm just like great. I haven't heard the story. Madness! Like, oh, I know, dude, madness. I know. when I'm you like, when you watch it, hit me up when you when you watch it. Oh, dude, I I, I I want to get through. It too. I got, I got some prep to do for Saturday. But yeah, true. true, true. I, I, so I, so as, I am gonna as, get, as get to as it. As do I. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I, uh, but um, but, it, yeah, yeah. I saw that and I'm like, oh, I gotta see. You know, which again shows a lot of you know me. I'm just like, oh, they're talking Kings of Comedy. You wouldn't necessarily think so, but I'm like, oh, I'm so in. I couldn't wait for till that DVD came out. I didn't go see the show, but I was just like, oh my god. I have the DVD for Oh, dude, same. I'm just like, the four of them together? Hell yeah. I mean, uh, why wouldn't? As just a person who likes to laugh, why the hell would you not want to? Yeah. Know? I still say all the time, it's a shame what Bernie did to them kids. <laughs> oh, my time. God. I love that song. Rest in, I, piece, I Bernie Rest Bernie in peace, Mac Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. damn funny. Mm-hmm. Watch watch Soul Men. Uh, watch, oh watch Don't watch, Be a Menace. Watch Mr. Uh, 3000. Watch, I mean, I guess. You can watch, <laughs> yeah. that, watch that third. <laughs> It's not bad. It's just not good. It's just not good. No, um, no it's not. I was, I was joking. But I, no, you weren't. Anyway, <laughs> for more, for more jokes of that quality, you can follow. <laughs> you go, boy, eighty-eight. Ah, uh, no, for real. Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you follow. You go, boy. Eighty-eight, and uh, subscribe to the podcast again. All the links will be in the episode description on YouTube and in the uh, podcast feed as well, so you can find all the links. So if you can't remember, you go, or you're just like, how do I spell this? It's like Hugo. Everyone spelled with an H. They're like Hugo boy. No, U G O. That's
1: that's a white thing. Yeah, it is. That a is one hundred percent. We didn't
0: even get to tell the Anne Hathaway story. if oh, we weren't we, we were running so long, we couldn't tell the Anne Hathaway story. We'll save that though for we'll next time. That. We'll Cause save that because there will be a next time. Oh yes. I'm here. I mean, I, I,
1: mean, I gotta meet the rest of the. Of oh, you of, will, of you, Ron.
0: Oh, like, dude, I'm telling you, you gotta. You're in the family now. I told you that. Appreciate like, it that. Just like, dude, appreciate you're, you're here. You're gotta, not going anywhere. I gotta meet Ron Perlman. I gotta meet. <laughs> he calls Mike Zapsack, Ron Perlman. <laughs> he looks which, like him. It's, you it's know he eye. does. I, I'm not gonna fight you on it. <laughs> I get it. I thought the Kevin thing kind of nailed. The it. Kevin it's Nash like is Perlman's spot on thing. too. You know what? It's just. Yeah, just if he if he kneels down, it'll look like Ron Perlman as well. Yeah, listen, he'd be flattered. Trust me, he's a. He, the man runs the most famous comic book store in the world. You want to talk nerds? He, I mean, he, I, he, I think that's a prerequisite. Cha- I mean, he will take the challenge, trust. All right. He, <laughs> w- you're going to love it. No, I'm telling you, one day we're going to hang out. We're going to go visit the Red Bank Studio, but you're going to be around. You're, yeah. You're part yeah, of it Yeah, for sure. Now, as long as sure. you want to be part of it, you're part of it. You're, just <laughs> no, As much I'm, as everybody else in the Cape family. I appreciate it. That is exactly how it goes. I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate so it. follow the show. Follow him on the socials. Follow the show. It is great. Again, link to the episode where he tried to interview me is uh, down in the description as well. Presented by CapCut. Presented by cap- <laughs> and oh my god did he have to cap cut the shit out of that episode? Um, it was about half as long as this. <laughs> Shock of shocks, uh, some studios are strict about booking.
1: You had made a joke at some point early on that how do I get this to fifty six minutes? <laughs> and that you want about right. And you want to know how long the episode was? Is fifty six minutes on the dot? Nice on the dot. <laughs>
0: Wow. See, you know what I did? So just to, it, it's in the show. <laughs> People will have heard it by the time this goes out. Yeah. But um, two twenty two. I did it. Bravery. OK. And, you know, it's just an hour because it's a legitimate business. And I even joked at the time like this is a legitimate business <laughs> on like a shared universe. But um, tonight is proof. But uh, I like I, I'm keeping because same thing. They I think it's the same clock even. Right. yeah 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 in the room yeah he's got like two of them yeah yeah. because they're strict uh because he's got people booked in and he's like you got to keep your show moving and be out on start on time be out on time None of this half hour pre-show nonsense like i hear about on your show anyway um i'm looking at the clock and i'm kind of trying to wind down because i'm completely conscious of it and i used to do the show a lot back in when i did the show in la in 2015 it was an hour booking it was a live stream so i was very good at the arc of an hour but in the last three years, completely lost that, <laughs> doing it from home and then doing it here where they've been nothing but encouraging when it comes to like, no, keep going. Like, All right. Nobody's anywhere to be. Awesome. So anyway, uh, at the end of the show, I kind of – you know we find a natural stopping point and I kind of look at the clock. I'm like, this is what it feels like to do a tight hour. And once again, through the glass, you're not supposed to hear anything. I hear Marv laughing. <laughs> and it's one of those things at the show. He's like you could have gone for another like 20 minutes, half hour, and it would have <laughs> felt right. I'm like, I know. Like I'm just used to that. Like I'm used to kind of going and it having actual progression in the same way. Yeah. Like after an hour of this, it would have been like that. That's it. Feels like there was more. We didn't get to everything. I would I and, would do more than an hour. Oh, I'm not if, faulting if, if anybody I, for it. Nobody's as crazy as me. I would
1: do more than an hour if I do all the editing for my episode.
0: Yes. Um. Nah, I, I, don't I, it. I,
1: I I'll, Fuck that. All, this isn't a job. <laughs> all the editing and with all the drops and all the graphics and yes. all yes. The... Well, no, and you're very good about putting that out,
0: which which is which I respect because Thank you, you want to deliver the show. At a certain level of quality, yeah. That and and I understand that. I really, really do. Yeah, and, and
1: I do the clips too. On top of that, yeah. You know what I mean same. That which people people forget about. Like again, that's the quick quick sidebar. Like yeah, for, right. For, <laughs> quick sidebar.
0: <laughs> quick sidebar. Two yeah. hours then.
1: <laughs> exactly is for a new podcast or a new for a new podcast or a yeah, new show sure. or whatever. The the initial. Viewers you're gonna get are not gonna be on YouTube. They're mm. gonna be on the socials, totally. In particular, TikTok. Yes, mainly TikTok. You know what I mean? So your clips, if you got good clips, and your clips are, by the way, I, I, I have not told you this. The way you edit and clip your shows are great. Oh, with the thanks, music, man. with the lightning, <laughs> with just the random sound effects. Like mm-hmm. his his your your, your edit game. It's top tier, bro. You guys, you're really, you're really good at it. You're really really
0: good at it. Well, thank you very much. I wasn't reaching for it. Uh, I thought you were. it's all right. I I thought you were. But thank you as well. (laughs) Uh, Let let me say that. I appreciate that. But no, I just, I'm Italian. I gesture a lot. That's how it (laughs) goes. So you're going to have to get used to this shit. Um, But I... uh, that's one of the things people have said. And now that you've, you've done it, you've been here in the room. You've yeah. been in, literally been in my world. Like yeah. I said, like, I'm stepping in my – let's do the show in my, my world. Come on. Let's try it. Um, and I could see, like, oh, this is what a, a long-ass show feels like. But uh, I'm <laughs> gonna, This is a telethon. This isn't a podcast. But um, it's like I, a lot of people have given me credit. And I think now you can appreciate, I'm going to assume, it's like I'm very good at taking the vibe of the show and distilling it into a one-minute clip. Like you're like, that's, that's what the show looks that's, and feels that's like. That's a skill. Yeah. It's that's a skill. Clip, and, and clipping, gradual. clipping, clipping is a skill. It, it is. It is. It it is, is. It and is I do, a, I, I will say, I'll pat myself on the back and say like, I think I deliver that when you watch the video clips yeah. of this show. It's just like, no, that's actually the vibe of the show. Yeah. Like, the energy and the everything. It's just yeah, like I've, I've is,
1: gotten. Yeah. I've got like Jason Enrique. He he loves the way I clip my shows. Yeah, and I was no, And I, th- I, I told him. Thank you, thank you. I, yes, I tried. no. I you tried. college communications.
0: You do well. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I only took five years of college to learn how to edit like that. Exactly. But um, and this me, my dumbass went to guitar college. But go ahead.
1: You know his your your style is uh.
0: <laughs> your, your style is so.
1: I I just like the way you put it together, man. It's well, thanks, it's, it's 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 good. It, I appreciate it's that.
0: good. I do. It's good. I appreciate that. And I know it's sincere too. You're not just yeah. kissing ass because you're no no if anything, no. You should be like, listen, I got a life. Uh, <laughs> can we wrap this thing up already? Do you not know not what even. time it is? I don't know military time. It's ten no. sixteen. What? This, <laughs> what was that? What was that, Connor? I, like, D- 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 yeah, exactly. Like we're grown ass men. We're not looking. Nobody's looking for us, dude. I, Wait, that's sad.
1: I did I did four wizard games in four nights. Uh, like <laughs> like I think yesterday was my first day off mm-hmm. since last Thursday I think or last right. Wednesday. So continue. <laughs> well, <laughs> and it, you're, you're it, a night owl too.
0: Sometimes I'll get responses from you at like 4:30 in the morning. Yeah. I'm like of course he does. I'll be like, up
1: at I'm up. And I'm, yeah. I'm either I'm either editing or I'm watching one of the shows that I couldn't get to earlier in the day because right. I was editing or I was on the phone with my girl or I was I, I'm doing everything
0: at night that I didn't have time to do during the day or totally. I was napping because I nap.
1: You know what I mean? Oh, same. It's uh, great. Like I've,
0: I've gotten over that where people are just like, oh, but if you nap, you can't fall asleep. I'm like, I probably won't fall asleep anyway, but at least I'll be healthier. <laughs> like overall, I'll be more cognizant and I'll probably sleep. I'll get more done later in the day and I'll sleep better ultimately.
1: People who don't uh, understand I'll feel napping, satisfied and fulfilled.
0: Yeah, They don't understand
1: insomnia, which comes with depression and anxiety. Yeah. So – I don't fault them. I'm like you. You don't know. I wouldn't expect you to know. I'm yeah. not going to talk about Harry Potter. I haven't watched a single movie, so I'm so I wouldn't expect you to understand what insomnia is because you don't have anxiety
0: and depression. So it's interesting metaphor, but okay, yeah, why not?
1: Hermione you know, <laughs> depression. You know, I mean, it, no, no. All right, I tried.
0: Well, I'm not going to fight you on it. I mean, <laughs> like, I've watched the movies, but I'm not so hardcore that I'm just going to be like, how dare you? Dare me by the shirt collar and throw you into the camera. Oh, that'd be a fantastic way to end this thing. <laughs> I plugged your socials like 20 minutes ago, but I'm going to do it again. You go, boy, 88 on all the socials oh, and you go, boy, podcast. Find it wherever you get your podcast. You can also watch full episodes on YouTube. Yes, the links are down below and in the episode description and all that good stuff. Uh, Connor, you got some social media you want to plug or do you just like, I'm here. I'm here to work. See, like, you're smarter than we are. Congratulations. He didn't want a mic. He didn't want to be on camera. <laughs> he on LinkedIn. So Connor's looking for work. Yeah, Connor's uh, looking for work. Cause we've kept him here way too late and he's like, fuck this. I'm out. Hashtag open door. Ready to work. That's like a that's like a setting. How on much LinkedIn. can I make working for <laughs> Ming Chen? Will he take me on the road with him? Wow. The answers are not a lot and no in that order.
1: I deleted my social media
0: and kept my LinkedIn. <laughs>
1: Said no one.
0: <laughs> I wish. I wish you said that because that would have been the title of the episode. But I would, he said it. I would, I, 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 I would never it. say that. That's fantastic.
1: <laughs> Love you, dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dude, you're you're sticking around too. You're gonna be on this side of the camera one of these days. <laughs> By we we're gonna tie you down. Like uh, you know, like when Jimmy Kimmel gets taken hostage on his own chair. Oh my there god,
1: that's it. hilarious.
0: Uh, anyway, you can follow me on Twitter and TikTok at Chris Abalo, and on Instagram at Chris sells out. And if you made it through this, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. There's the episodes themselves every Monday, and some clips that have been given high praise that you want to check out on the socials and uh, YouTube Shorts as well. They're going to be on there. They're on all the platforms. Just watch, like, share, follow, comment, all of it. We love it. And, you know, just like most podcasts, we're small independent productions. So you know what? Spreading the word, getting it out there to people, putting our, our thoughts and jokes into your, into your faces and your ears. You know, that's what it's about. And we have a lot of fun doing it. Stay tuned for announcements on my social media about uh, the short film The Out, which, again, talk more about as uh, we know things about it. But it is forthcoming. There should be a teaser. At this point, on my social media, so make sure you said we're doing a roundtable with like once we know when it's going to be done, publicly. Fa- yeah, I'm thinking yeah, in the, at some done. point in the fall run of twenty twenty three B of Cape since it'll be ten and ten um, for the year. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun. Gonna Which be they fun. weren't. I mean, the, the, the both our dudes are on set. The guys who worked on it with us. Yeah, so, I mean, they couldn't be here tonight, but that's fine because we got to get into this. We got to torture a new person, so it's it's great. <laughs> so love you, Nick. Love it you, Yeah, exactly. Nick and Chris. Shout out to you guys and. We we will we'll talk more about that later in the year once we know people can see it because it's pointless for us to talk about something they're like I have no reference point for yeah, what's going yeah. on so again, no, no I I, I not I, I trying to oversell that. I respect it, that that makes sense yeah so I just want to wait and then we'll t- that'll be like the official like special features will be on this show so you know especially because I own the short anyway so why not yeah um but can anyway see, can I sit next to Nick uh, sure sweet why you he's, guys have something going on yeah. like what is it you keep talking about just like is nick coming to the show like, he's the I, guy I he's just the guy he's, he's great just so he's, cool. he, he's, he's another one dude he just <laughs> shoot the shit out of everything he did man that guy shot this thing by himself two cameras it was pretty phenomenal we'll get into it you know down the line with what happened but it's like talented dudes we found again we're, we're leveling up it's stuff that we didn't know a couple of years ago where things were gonna <laughs> land <laughs> but like where we are now him. yeah it's like 2023 has already produced some Pretty incredible stuff. It, it's amazing. Once again, get that stuff right with yourself. We cannot emphasize it and say it enough. You know, work on yourself. Do the inner work. Listen to your gut. All that, it, that stuff's important because you know, even though you don't know what's ahead, but you know where, what direction you need to go and you need to listen to that intuition, gut, uh, you know, pick your deity, give it a name, whatever you want. You know, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, you know, providence. Hey, it's, you, you have to, you have to trust in that. And you have to actually do it, too. You have to get off your ass and put it out there. You can't be too precious about it. But, but you'll know. Don't overprepare. You'll learn on the job. Anyway, having said all that, watch, subscribe, listen, share, follow, all that other stuff. Links are all in the description. And uh, we'll be back next Monday with yet another episode. So until next time, for Connor and you go, boy, this is Chris Apollo, And this was yet another experiment.